Ortiz fights it off center field. Damon running to the plate, and he can keep on running to New York. Back to full. Red Sox fans have longed to hear it. The Boston Red Sox are world champions. I can't circle. I don't have my telestrator today, but why? here comes a pizza. See it? <laughs> This is our fucking city, and nobody gonna dictate our freedom. Stay strong. Welcome back to the Name Redacted Podcast, America's most beloved podcast, the most downloaded Red Sox podcast in the world. We got a full house tonight. I, I showed up, fucking, I saw Pete was in here. I was like, what the fuck? Pete's here? The next thing you know, Pat's name pops up. I was like, Pat's on the show? I mean, Pat, Pat was like, hey, uh, I'm on a heater right now. I'm on five straight episodes. And then he missed the next six. Missed the next six. But he's here tonight. And there's there's no reason to harp on Pat, uh, the podcast episodes that he hasn't been on. Uh, it's just, you know what? You just got to appreciate the times that uh, that you do get to have with Pat. <clears throat> um, Pat, it's uh, it's good to see you. Hey, it's good to be here. I know I've missed too many shows when I start getting comments. On social about it, so people. Why all of a sudden is his mic super? Yeah, his low, mic is super low, right? <laughs> yeah. Super low. It's maxed out over here. <laughs> what the fuck is going on? You were fine like two minutes ago. <laughs> two minutes ago. What if I yell? Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, enunciate. All right. Speaking to the mic. There you go. Well, guys. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> um. You know, I feel like Red Sox fans, it's been a it's it's been a boring week, so to speak. It was one of those weird parts of the schedule uh, where there's an off day Monday, off day Tuesday, off day Wednesday, off day Thursday. Uh, so we figured we'd just come back and do a podcast and just talk about some some news related items since the Red Sox have not played a game since Sunday. Uh, it's just one of those weird parts of the schedule. And uh, Pat, you remember those as a, as a player? How cool it was to have just like four straight off days. Uh, I mean, can you guys hear me? Okay. Yeah. Oh, perfect. That's great news. Um, <laughs> I don't recall having uh, ever that moment in time mm-hmm. in my big league career, besides the All Star break. Mm-hmm. So no, I I ca- cannot speak to that in any way. Has he been doing this for the last five episodes? I just haven't been. No, no, <laughs> this is brand new. Brand, brand new, dude. New. <laughs> this is gonna be unbearable. What was that supposed to be? Those are crickets. No yeah. one laughing at that. <laughs> we are now adding sound effects to double down on the not only career jokes, but just me saying things. We're gonna have sound effects to make fun of me. Yeah. Ooh, okay. <laughs> What's wrong with that? Nothing. But I got an early AM wake up call. It looks like uh might cut this one short. <laughs> why do you have to why do you have to wake up so early, Pat? Pat? <laughs> Took five minutes. Pat. Where'd he go? Maybe it's an internet issue. <laughs> 
I don't know. Some someone was going on with his microphone. Oh no, 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 no. no there's no internet issue. I I exited. That's oh so, yeah, yeah, no. That was funny. <laughs> <laughs> Very funny. Very funny. Pat. Um. Well, you know, uh, there is some news to discuss this week. I don't know kind of where everyone's at in terms of. Uh, Really caring about what happened against... The, I mean, who cares? Like, me and Jake went to the game Tuesday? Yeah, yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we went to the game Tuesday. Red Sox, Yankees. No buzz. There's no buzz. There's nothing. Like, and I get it. The Red Sox are in last place. But, like, oh, it's just such a weird fucking feeling going to Fenway. Um, everyone from the players to the security everyone is just like can we please just get this over with no one wants to be there the fans don't want to be there the player like no one i don't know why we all just didn't stay home all of us it was fucking raining uh i, did. <laughs> I can't did i have a good time no i think i did i didn't have a good time right jake no you had a bad time <laughs> i had a bad time i had a bad time uh i had an okay time tonight i uh i went to the game late because I was coming back from the sports hub, which, by the way, I, I'm at my wit's end with the fucking commute to the goddamn sports hub. I don't know how you do that every day, Milliken. No, I'm going to kill myself. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I have no answers at this point. Like My commute, it's an hour 45 in the morning, and it's about an hour 20 on the way home. I do stop at the McDonald's every single day now, though. I get myself a little 20-piece chicken nugget, and by the time 20? I get home... Don't Pete. Why are you judging? Me? <laughs> why and you got to judge me? Twenty nuggets every day. Yeah, most days, not every single day. Sometimes you know I'll mix it up and get something else. But the nuggets get me through my day. I burn a lot of calories at work. It's a high stress environment. So I love I set myself up well. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna hate on you for McDonald's. But twenty nuggets every day is a fucking wild choice. <laughs> I will say the Newton Plaza McDonald's gave me spicy chicken nuggets uh, two days ago. Really fucked up my day. The spicy chicken nuggets from McDonald's absolutely blow. Stay away from them. I need the regular nuggets. I'm with you. Sorry. The regular nuggets. But yeah, that commute sucks. All you that guys, to say, got sounds there. like you guys just got to move in. <clears throat> to what? Pete, hook it up. To Pete's house? Yeah. Yeah, Pete we, lives in Waltham. And uh, <laughs> the Sports Hub studio, which... They probably signed like a fucking 50 year lease in that building. So it's It's just that's just what it is. I I mean, I'm I'm going to play out the string. I'm going to do the next like three Wednesdays with Maz in person. But next year, I'm going to be like, I'll, I'll come in like once a month. <laughs> it's it's fucking dreadful. Like to drive two and a half hours for one hour of work is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so just move to Waltham way. Huh? Just move to Waltham. Is there do they have uh any houses there? Uh, there there are a few. Let me tell you right now, every single day I've came in for like the last week, there's been listings in the printer of people trying to find apartments <laughs> in different spots in Waltham to move to because nobody can do the commute. Nobody. It's brutal. It's brutal. <clears throat> um but yeah, I mean, I, I don't know, I, I, Jake. What were your impressions of the vibe at Fenway on Tuesday? It, was it was it kind of in line with what I said? 
It just felt like a bunch of people who had bought tickets to those games earlier this year being like, these are going to be big games. And then they're just going because they have the tickets and they're like, yeah, these games suck. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I thought it, <clears throat> I thought at the very least <clears throat> on Tuesday that, uh, that we were going to get to see like a Red Sox walk off win or something like that. I was like, all right. Yeah, I, I can like it, it, not even like playing spoiler. It's more just like playing like annoying fucking team. Like it, it doesn't spoil anything like the, nothing like they're, they're the most pointless fucking games. Who cares if the Red Sox win? Who cares if they lose? Who cares if the Yankees win? Who cares if they lose? Who cares? They just it, it just felt like a. Let's all gather together and just waste all of our fucking time. Like that that's so, what these games are. So like I I, I obviously like I agree, but the, the like the worst part about this team is that you can still go in with the mentality that like none of this matters, it doesn't fucking that you can't get hurt and you still get hurt. They still find ways to fucking hurt you and embarrass you and I'm like god. I don't like I have I should have no reason to be hurt by this team. And yet it, it just never ends. It's like the same old thing where they'll play all these teams close, you know, seven to six, the first game you're going into extras today. It's five to three and you know should have been even closer. If you actually play some real defense, they keep you in. It's like it has been all season. And then whether it's middle relief, absolutely shitting the bed or forgetting how to play defense once again, or the bats going cold for like a significant stretch. Like just look at today's game. How many moments can you have in one game where you just look and you have to laugh? Like, Connor Wong's lazy throw to Bayo in the fourth. Bogart's error in the fifth that extends the inning. Then Wong airmails it on Glaber Torres' single to right. JD missing the first base bag. Like, Almonte what the misses fuck was two that? balls. Like, like I guess this is like all you're, one game. Yeah, like you're trying to you're trying to overextend so that you can beat the throw or whatever. Like, I'm just tired of being <clears throat> the the butt end of the joke right now. Like I don't I don't very much enjoy that. Five last place finishes since 2012. And there have been championships, a couple of them sprinkled in there. So it, ta- it makes it a little bit easier. But then you have these years like, like this year. It's, it's kind of, I don't want to say it's worse because it's really not. But it just, it sucks in a different way when you should be better than this. But you watch a game like tonight, you're like, what the fuck? Was that like what the, like the the New York Yankees broadcast was laughing at you? They were laughing. They were legit. Like you are playing a. I'll play it right now. You are playing a brand of baseball where the New York Yankees broadcast is laughing at you. This is this is this was the call on the Yes Network tonight for that fucking inside the park three run home run. Line drive, it's a base hit to right field. Charging is for Dugo. He comes up throwing. Here comes Hicks. He'll score. Moving to third is Judge. <laughs> and the throw gets by the first baseman Arroyo. Judge will that was That was Kike. Here comes He's coming home. And the throw is... Not in time. A Little League three-run home run. And it's 3-0 Yankees. <laughs> it's 3-0. Like, come on. How many, how many times in one year can you go viral for plays like that? Like, seriously, I've never seen a team do it so much, whether you want to talk Christian Arroyo in right field, which was also, you know, a Yankees game, Jaron Duran in center field. There's been a handful of moments where you've just straight up played baseball so badly 
you've been the biggest story in the entire sport that night. And it's it why it always happens against the Yankees too. Which man, it is what it is. It is what it is because you've walked them off twice this year. It should have been three, and and we can discuss that too. Uh, it's it's almost. I get there were some Red Sox fans or I saw some Red Sox fans on Twitter, whatever. There's one in particular after the game that came up to me and he was like, so are we going to fire Cora now? And I was like, excuse me? Does he get Jury's Familia in that spot? Really? That's a fireable offense. And I was like, first of all, it's, it's Heim's fault that he's even on the fucking roster in the first place. Like the Phillies were like, yeah, this guy fucking sucks. Like we're trying to we're trying to get a playoff spot here. And we are a better team telling this guy to kick rocks. Then the Red Sox are like, that's our guy. That's the guy that we want out here. So then he comes in, sucks, and he, he pitches in that spot. But if I told you <clears throat> that because he was so bad in that spot on Tuesday, that that would ultimately get him off the team, do you take that trade? Do you, yes. Do you take the loss in that game? If if it means getting Juris Familia off the team, I say yes. I'll take it. Yeah. What does that win mean to us? I mean, it'd be cool. It'd be cool to walk the Yankees off again for the third time. I I don't. You have to break out the record books for the last time the Red Sox walked off the Yankees three times in one season. Uh, that would be cool. But what does that really mean? Nothing. Get this guy the fuck off the team. So yeah, kick rocks. Bring up what was his name? Fucking Frank German. Yes. Uh. I just, we, you know, we talked about it for so long. I understood when they signed him. It was one of those things like, it's August. You're still somewhat in the race. You're hoping you find another Hanzo Robles. You try to figure it out. The guy, he's striking out seven per nine and walking six per nine. What the fuck are you doing here? Like, you're just putting guys on. You're not missing many bats. And it's like, great. He can light up the radar gun a little bit. He should have been gone a long time ago. You kicked off this roster. You kicked Austin Davis. What the fuck did Jerry's Familia ever do to stick around here? And, you know, we'll see if they end up going another way. Frank German, whoever it may be that they end up calling up or AJ Paletti, maybe somebody at some point right now, they got Yu Chang up on their roster. That's the new thing. Uh, so they're going to be short a pitcher in the bullpen, but long overdue, long overdue, like multiple arms in this bullpen. But here we are. Yeah, that is what it is. I mean, Pat, <clears throat> you've been. You've been in a situation where uh, teams have tried to see what they've got, find out what they have. Uh, why, why in your mind would the Red Sox even sign a guy like Familia in the first place if there are younger, more intriguing arms that they could be looking at and they're not in a playoff hunt anyway? There are a few reasons. Now, a lot of these reasons, however, I'll have to check myself on because I'm not 100% updated on the new uh, CBA rules. So. I, I don't know what has changed as far as clocks are concerned uh, and, and what that might have an effect on it. Um, th- so it, regardless of the clocks, a lot has to do with whether or not they think they're ready. Uh, if you, They're not going to rush a guy specifically on this team. You might rush a guy for a team that's good, that needs this extra guy. This team is dog shit. Uh, so you just don't need to rush anyone. You might want to check someone out, but when you're signing these nonsense players like Familia to a team that has is not going to compete for a playoff spot in any capacity, it's you know when you're in AAA, I've had that happen to me. When you're in AAA, you're like, what the fuck? 
but it's because they they don't think you're better than this guy or they don't think you're ready to come up and they're not willing to rush you if you're a big prospect. So it's just that's what's I don't know what our prospects look like down in AAA. I'm sure there are you could call some guy up and do a little bit of a better job. I'm sure they're playing, paying Familia the minimum wage, so he's not costing you more than what those guys are going to cost you down there. So you might as well throw in a veteran who you give literally two fucks about and just say, there you go, keep going. Yeah, we don't care how many runs you give up, big guy. Or we'd rather run you out there 30 times and have our fans boo than maybe rush a guy that's young who still might have some 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 future for us, whether or not you know be a big prospect or you know a medium guy. Uh, we're not going to run him out and risk him. He is 10 times more valuable to us uh, in the future, especially with where this bullpen is, than a guy like Familia. You'd rather him just you know get thrown. I mean, if you're Familia, you're kind of pissed. God, I mean, they're probably not pissed because he's, he sucks. So and he's kind of at the end of his career. But if he's trying to fight for a job next year and he has an ego on him, you know, he's just getting thrown out there. <laughs> Shit, he, you're probably a little frustrated, but kind of the nature of the game. Hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, either way, uh, our prayers were answered because he was fucking designated for assignment immediately, <laughs> which was nice to see. I mean, I don't, I don't ever root for people to lose their jobs or whatever, but like, does Jury's Familia give a fuck that he's designated for assignment? No. Sure. He literally is just like, yeah, cool. Like my offseason just starts a few weeks early. Like th- this team's not yeah. going anywhere. I'm not pitching in any meaningful games. Uh, I'm sure he wanted to perform well. You know, you could see he was visibly upset with himself on the mound on Tuesday when he was just like, ball one, ball two, ball three. Like, he just, it is what it is. Who gives a flying fuck about Jury's Familia? Go home. Thanks. Thanks for coming out. Thanks for wasting everybody's time. Uh, You take a flyer on that guy for what? Yeah. Waste of time. Anyways. um, So, yeah, it would have been nice. It would have been nice to to add another little walk up, but I was saying that to <clears throat> I was at the game tonight, just like talking to someone, um, I guess loosely affiliated with the team, and I was like, it's a it's a weird spot because in 2020, you're kind of actively rooting for the Red Sox to lose so that you could get a nice draft pick, and then right now it's like, what are you what are you rooting for? Like you're not like they you want them to lose out. Like you're not you don't have a shot at a at a great draft pick. Uh, you don't have a shot at a playoff spot. So it's like, yay, I just hope they finish with a winning record. Cool. For what? Who fucking cares? Who cares? Either way. Like if they they finish if they finish three games under 500 or one game over, who fucking cares? It's all the same to me. It's all the same to me. Like I am totally just focused on the offseason. What can this team do? How are they going to do it? What moves are they going to make? And now it's it's really it's pivoted from a lot of Devers to Xander. Like I, I what I said to Maz tonight was it depends on how you ask the question. Which player is more important to the Red Sox moving forward? That'd be Rafael Devers. But you need to sign Devers first. Because if I'm Rafael Devers and I have one year left of control, I'm going to be here next year no matter what. I'm here. But if I'm going to sign beyond next year, I want to know, is Xander going to be here? Like before I commit long term to being here for the next 10 years, am I sharing the left side of the infield with Xander Bogarts? Because if I'm not, 
then I'm going to probably want to see what else is out there. Like I'm probably, I'm, I want to go to free agency. I'll still have a conversation with you guys because, you know, I know that Marcelo Myers coming three years, whatever the fuck it is. If I signed for 10, then cool. Like I'll have him for, for more than half of it. Great. But for right now, uh, if Xander's not here, I don't know that I'm, I'm super and I guess enthused about talking extension. So it, everything pivots to Xander. Um, Patrick? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to add one thing to that, Jared. Sure. Uh, and it's not just going to be you know, completely reliant upon Xander. Uh, this is Heim Bloom needs to make some moves uh, because this has been an embarrassing year. Uh, last year, although they did make it kind of far, no one was really expecting them to. So you can kind of, as a, as a fan, kind of be like, well, you know, maybe that was a fluke. Uh, 2020 was obviously a nightmare. He needs to turn this back into the into the big bag Red Sox because that is why people stay. Xander's cool and all, but at the end of the day, and I know Rafael Devers wants to play with Xander. I want Xander to stay here to make that abundantly clear. But you can still have a chance at getting Devers if you don't have Xander. It's it's going to come. You know, you have, might have to pay him a lot of money, which you probably have to pay him anyway. But he's still gonna. He might rather play with Xander, but it's not make or break. What you need, though, now is you better become a competitor. Like you, like you need to become the Red Sox again because that is why what is going to drive him to stay around. Uh, that is going to be, you know, it's going to be money. Uh, and then one B is going to be, is this a fucking real team? Because he's getting to the point in his career, though he's very young, he's getting these big contracts and he's going to want to, you know, play for World Series. He's already fucking good. We all know that already. He's, he's staying in the big leagues. You know, he's not going back to AAA anymore. So he wants to compete. And I don't, uh, you know, I like Heim Bloom. I've never spoken to the man. You know, it seems like, Jared, you like him and in the interactions you've had with him. So, you know, we nothing against him personally, but it, it's time to fucking start making some moves here. You need to, you need to start making this. You, you need to make some splashes in the offseason. I don't know what this free agent class looks like. I'm sure Tyler and Jared can speak to it a little bit. Not great. Okay, that's not good news. But he, he, you need to make this. This team right now, in my opinion, you either has to, either has to fall on you know, clubhouse leadership, which is going to be a combination of veteran players and Alex Cora, which I think we can all agree here. Uh, we don't put the blame on them. We, they've shown they can lead a clubhouse uh, in years past, so I don't expect that. Then it goes to Heim Bloom, and it's a poorly constructed team. It's not a team that complements each other well. And that's why you see inconsistencies constantly throughout this club. You know, I'm not this team. And Pete said it earlier that they disappoint him. I don't this team doesn't disappoint me at all. Uh, you know, I was hopeful that they would be they would be that team from June. Uh, but Pete had a great point that that was probably the outlier. I agreed with him there. And this team is what it is. It's a it's a fucking inconsistent team. This is just, you know, when you look throughout my career, I was inconsistent. That's why I'm fucking sitting here talking to you guys. This is this is just the nature of the beast, and this is what this team is. And you put that on Heim. He's got to construct a better team. You know, if if you want to have any fucking chance at keeping Rafael Dethers, you better be you better compute the fucking Yankees and the Blue Jays because we're staring down the barrel. Blue Jays got a pretty good team for the next couple of years. We're staring so down are the, the Orioles. So are the Orioles. The Rays are going to make moves. They're always going to be in the hunt. We're staring down the barrel of a really tough ALEs for the next many years, or at least few. 
we're, we can't be coming in last. <laughs> Otherwise, Rafael Devers and Xander are going to be fucking gone real fast. Yeah. It's as simple as that. It's a business. Uh, I mean, people are people are tuning out. People don't give a fuck about the Red Sox right now. That that should be scary to you if you're John Henry, if you're Tom Warner, that people don't fucking care about the Boston Red Sox right now. Not only do they not care, like the people who should care don't care. And the people who like aren't fans of this team think that it's a joke. Like Tyler mentioned the fact that like this team goes viral every other week. The entire league is laughing at the Red Sox and what they've become. Like the, uh, I tweeted the fucking clip of the in little league home run today. And like, I'm sure you get it all the time too, Jared, like a bunch of quote tweets that were like poverty franchise. Mm-hmm. So like teams, a teams, a joke right now. It, like it goes beyond just the on field product. It's like, when it comes to not paying your players, that's when those messages start to go to other players. And you start to set a president. I don't want to go to that club. They don't take care of the, their guys. They're not someone that's going to go there and make sure, hey, if I do my job, I'm going to get rewarded for it. I think that's why right now, it's September 14th. As we all say, there's nothing left for this season. The season is what it is. We're just playing games to get through the rest of the calendar. You have, it's a disaster that you're not in the playoffs or whatever it may be. But you have a month and a half, basically, until Xander Bogarts is out there, until this offseason fully kicks off. You took one small step. You went and paid Kike. I think, uh, Pat, you haven't been on since then, but I think we are all really positive on that signing. It made a lot of sense. Your biggest thing, and Heim Bloom kind of said it. I know Maz was harping on these comments today that taking care of Xander Bogarts is front of mind right now. That needs to be the biggest thing you're doing the next six weeks. You have nobody else calling him up. We know. Dave Dombrowski had scouts uh, over the weekend watching Xander Bogarts, keeping an eye on him, that they're willing to throw the bank. Dave Dombrowski has a vendetta, obviously, against the Red Sox, who fired him coming off a World Series the following year. You don't think he wants to go steal your franchise player, the face of your franchise, the leader in your clubhouse, just to really shove it up your ass? Of course he does. That's classic Dave Dombrowski. Here's the check. Come be a leader, Xander, and help maybe take our team to that World Series caliber level. You have six weeks to figure it out. Six weeks to really, you know, fix a can you've kicked down the road for a year plus in terms of clubhouse problems and all that stuff. Like, this is it. If Heim's not willing to act and really to put his plan in action now, by the time this offseason rolls around and the World Series is here, they're already going to be drowning. and You'll be playing catch up once again from day one of the offseason because you have that many question marks. Speaking of catch up, fix the fucking Fenway catch up situation, too. Team's a joke. A lot of people. Ketchup sucks. <laughs> What's going on? Pete, you got a lot of support on that. Dude, the ketchup sucks ass. <laughs> I didn't make it up out of nowhere. It's terrible. Probably off brand. It's it's veggie ketchup. It's essentially tomato paste. Ketchup sucks ass. <clears throat> uh yeah, it's it's gonna be an interesting, it's gonna be an interesting offseason. Because for a couple reasons. And you know what? I'll get into those reasons in just a second. But I got to tell you about Blue Moon first. You already know, though. You already know the deal. Because baseball and beer go hand in hand. And Blue Moon is the perfect stadium companion with its bold flavor 
Bright explosion of color, iconic orange slice ritual, and authentic ballpark roots. In fact, Blue Moon was born in a ballpark, first created at the Sandlot Brewery in Denver, Colorado. From the first pitch to extra innings, a Blue Moon guarantees a one-of-a-kind beer experience every single time. Me and Jake, Tuesday night, the boys at Fenway Park watching some baseball. The equation wouldn't have been complete without some Blue Moons. Jake was out there buying me beers. I was like, Jake, you don't have to do this. And he was like, Jared, I insist. He's like, I just love Blue Moon so much that uh, I'm just going to, it's on me because it's a treat. That's how it should be looked at. It's a, it's a treat. And he, he wanted to treat me for, for bringing him to the game. And I was like, you know what, Jake? If that's how you view it, then I appreciate that a lot. And then we cheers. And then Jerry's Familia gave up three runs. I uh, I have a story from Monday night. I was watching Monday Night Football at a bar, mm-hmm. and uh, I ordered a drink, and mm-hmm. it was not a Blue Moon. And uh, sent it back. No, somebody somebody at the bar was like, "You're not a Blue Moon guy." Damn, Redacted Podcast could be extremely disappointed in you. Ooh, so there's, oh a, listen, there's a listener at the bar, and. That- that, I mean, why would you out, order a beer that wasn't a blue moon? To be fair, to be fair, I was watching Monday Night Football and the Red Sox were off on Monday. Blue that moon was great with baseball. Like, there's no off days for being a blue moon guy. I'm just saying, sometimes you have these things that you associate, you have certain drinks that you associate with certain events. Like, I, I drink Guinness when I watch soccer because it's usually in the morning and I Guinness is a great breakfast beer. Blue moon when I watch baseball because it's born in a ballpark. Right. Other beers when I watch football. That's all I'm saying. I think you should have Blue Moon all the time. Um, from, its refre- from its refreshing flavor with Valencia orange peel for a subtle sweetness and hints of coriander, Blue Moon Belgian White is one of a kind beer that's made brighter. It's carefully crafted and full flavored with refreshing notes and a smooth, creamy finish. Why strike out with the same old beer when you get one that's one of a kind? Best served with a signature orange garnish to showcase... It's beautiful, hazy color. A beer this good only comes around once in a blue moon, but you can enjoy it all season long. Break out of your same old beer slump. Blue Moon Belgian White is one of a kind every time. Get Blue Moon Belgian White delivered by visiting get.bluemoonbeer.com slash Jared to see your delivery options. That is get.bluemoonbeer.com slash Jared. Blue Moon made brighter. Celebrate responsibly. Blue Moon Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado Ale. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. Um, did they take coriander out of the uh reed because you say it wrong every time? No, it was in there. I said it. Was it? Yeah, oh, I, I, said it. I missed it. Sorry, fucking idiot. Coriander. That's how you say it, dude. That's how you say it. Yeah. Right. Um. All right. Yeah. So the the main takeaways here are uh, Dave Dombrowski. He's going to come in there with his, with his big old cock 
and he's probably going to make the best offer. I think we can all agree. You know, you know Dave, right, Pat? Mm-hmm. Big old cock, right? Enormous. <laughs> yeah. So he's probably going to come in there and make Xander an offer that you would think he couldn't refuse. And what does that mean? Gun to my head. Do I think that the Phillies are going to have the most lucrative offer on the table for Xander Bogarts? Yeah, I do. I do think that. But I also think that Xander will stay in Boston for fair market value. I think Dave Dombrowski knows if he wants Xander, he's going to have to blow him out of the water. He's going to have to pay him above market value. But if you're the Red Sox and you're offering him fair market value, I think he would take that. And that's not, that's not an everyday player type thing. Most guys in free agency, they're there for the best offer. I'll go play for the fucking Pittsburgh Pirates if they're the highest bidder. I don't give a shit. There are guys like that. Xander is not one of those guys. I think that if the Red Sox put something pretty much, whatever it is, 28, 27 times eight, what's, what do you think is fair, Tyler? I'd lean there. I'm not going to lie. I think before Xander's power really clicked back, you know, yesterday after he homered, it's five home runs in his last 19 games. It's clear. He wasn't healthy a majority of the summer. The power strokes back. He's on pace to win a batting title right now. I'd put it, it's probably like 20, 27 to 30, depending on how you want to structure the deal. I Would think you, you do get 8225 8, for Xander. What, what is the AV on that? 28? By eight. 27? That's, that's a lot. Yeah, that's serious. I would expect that's the kind of deal I think the Phillies would throw him. I wouldn't be surprised if the Red Sox are willing to do something like 6-180, higher AAV, but lesser years uh, to try and lock him in on something like that. just grimaced at 6-180. Why'd you grimace, Pat? Because he's going to Philly, I think, in in that respect. I don't think he's staying in... in, I I don't think that you can sign Xander. If Xander has has a... Offer the table uh, that high above $200 million and you come in below, I think, regardless of how it looks as far as, you know, you know, his, his per year amount, I think, I think, yeah, I think Boris Corp and himself are going to say fuck off. And that's where, like, Pat, I, I think you, that's a really fair point because, listen, six years, he's going to be, what, 36 when he hits for agency. He's going to want that deal where he can say, hey, if this is my last contract in the bigs, this is it. I'm cool with it. You know what I mean? And I think that's where the Red Sox are going to get in a sticky spot here where, hey, if you're not willing to go to that seventh or eighth year, the Phillies are going to be willing to. I bet the Cubs will be willing to as well. Uh, and you play that same game where Xander Bogart shows up to Philly or Chicago, just like John Lester did. And John Lester said, hey, I thought I was coming back to Boston. It takes one team to wow you. It takes one presentation, one plan that kind of changes everything. Someone to make you feel special. What has Xander not felt all season? Special. He feels just like he's not as important as Trevor Story or even Rafael Devers to some degree. And I think that's where the Red Sox are going to have to play this game. It's just, if I'm where they are right now, you got to do what it takes. If it is seven or eight years, try to knock that AAV down as much as possible. Because if you let him walk, you're throwing away a chance at the best infield in the game for the next couple of years. Hey, now yeah. I'm afraid. Now I'm afraid to like do scuttlebutt segments on this fucking podcast. What, 
<clears throat> Why? Have you heard something? Yeah. Oh, so let me throw something out there, Jared, before you talk, because we need to hear what you have to say. Uh, I don't know if Alex, I'm going to say it. Oh, let, let me see if I can bring it out of you. Okay. Um, Alex Spear had a little nugget in one of his columns a couple days ago that for some reason didn't get any attention. He said he's spoken to rival executives for multiple teams, you know, surrounding the Red Sox. They all think their Red Sox and Bogarts are going to find common ground. They think they're going to get a deal done. Oh. So outside noise, the teams that are looking at the Red Sox right now, I'm guessing one of those teams, I bet it even is the Phillies that Spear is getting in contact with. They think they ultimately figure it out here. Are too. you feeling that same way, Jared? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So here's the thing. <clears throat> I think that uh, that Spear column is it, it's barking up the right tree. But I will say this. I think that Xander himself is. How do I word this? I'm trying to word this in a way where I'm not putting words in Xander's mouth because I haven't talked to Xander about this. I've talked to people around Xander. Uh, I don't I, I don't know if it's him just being humble or coy. I don't know what the word is. But it's almost like Xander is like, I don't know what to expect from the Red Sox. And that's a fair stance to take. You know, the path that we've taken to get to this point right now, I don't think that it's unfair for Xander to be like, I don't know if they're going to fucking pay me. I want to stay here, but I don't know if they're going to pay. I don't know if they like me. I don't know. I don't know. Like, there's a cute girl in class and like, I want to ask her out, but I don't think she likes me. Like, I feel like that's what's going on in Xander's head right now where he wants to stay here. But he just doesn't know if the Red Sox like him back. And to be honest, if that was what's going on in his brain, I don't know that I can blame him based on how the Red Sox have handled this situation to this point. Like, I think that they've they've it's been such a piss poor job of handling the one guy, the one guy on this entire roster that you shouldn't be dicking around. They've dicked him around. And he has still handled the situation with so much class and grace and respect when he does not owe you that anymore. He is not your property anymore. Once the season's over, he can talk to whoever the fuck he wants to talk to. And he doesn't owe you the conversation in the month of October when your season's over, but he still can't talk to the other 29 teams. He doesn't have to pick up the phone in October. There's not like, in Major League Baseball, there's not like that one month of unrestricted free agent. Like technically, that's what it is. But that's not what it is. Xander doesn't have to pick up the phone that month. So the, the one guy that has been there, done that, repre- he's been a fucking brand ambassador for this organization. He's, he's performed. He's won championships. He's, you know, great with the fans. Loves being here. Everything that you would want in your franchise player. And they've dicked him around. And in the process of doing that, have not created a bitter star. How? Like, God bless Xander Bogarts for taking this treatment and still being like, yeah, I'd love to come back. Why? If, if I were him, I would very much have a fuck you attitude. Because he was here... He was here in 2014. He, he had a front row seat to what happened to John Lester. He was on that fucking team. He saw it. He was a part of it. 
and a lot of if I'm Xander Bogarts, I'm probably sitting there being like, "Damn, it's gonna happen to me too." Like they're gonna they're gonna do me dirty. This is exactly how it played out, minus getting traded because the Red Sox finally learned their lesson that, hey, uh, you know we're gonna trade like we suck, so we're gonna trade you and we'll make a half-assed attempt to sign you in free agency, but um, we'll see how that goes. They don't trade Xander Bogarts. So he doesn't know what it's like to play in another organization. You have to come correct. This is not, not only the, the thing about Xander Bogarts that I think people don't, are not factoring into this whole storyline right now. He's already taken a hometown discount. He's already taken a hometown discount. This is not someone that came up played their three years pre-arb, went through the arbitration process for three years, and then is now hitting free agency. He already signed an extension. He should have already hit free agency for the first time, but he signed an extension for under market value to stay here. And now he's getting his first crack at free agency. And he doesn't owe you a goddamn thing. He does not owe you a hometown discount. Another Hometown discount. And you know who signed him to that contract under market value? That was Dave motherfucking Dombrowski. And Pat, remind the folks at home how big his penis is. It is enormous. 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 So we'll see what happens. But I still, I I lean towards the Alex Spear side of things where I think they'll find middle ground. I think the Red Sox know at least they should know this is the after this season the record the i believe maz said that this was their uh the worst attendance the red sox have had since uh this ownership group took over <clears throat> um the attendance the record the ratings that's what they care about so I don't think that you would be taking a step in the right direction because it's the, like Maz was trying to say it was all it all goes back to Mookie. No, no, no. It goes back to Lester. This goes back to Lester. And you can say that they made up for Lester by signing David Price. And I would argue there's a lot of people that don't agree with this. I would argue David Price was worth every penny because of 2018. Should have been the World Series MVP. He got over the hump. Yes, he sucked in 16 in the playoffs. Uh, at 17, he came out of the bullpen. People forget that. Uh, and then 18, he should have been the World Series MVP. Whatever. Fuck it. I, I am of the belief that if you win one World Series title over the length of your contract, whatever the fuck it is, it's worth it. Fine. But signing David Price did not make up for uh, what they did with John Lester. And you're still trying to make up for what happened with Mookie Betts. But I think a good way to do that is to say, hey, when we traded Mookie bets, it was to get under the luxury tax so that we could go back to spending the big bucks. Now's the time to spend the big bucks. Now's the time. This is what you did this for. So all the animosity towards the ownership group and Heim Bloom, I mean, it wasn't his fucking fault. Like it, he was basically instructed to do this. Going back to Mookie bets in that trade and the return that everyone is justifiably pissed off about the return. You can do some good from 2019 by signing Xander Bogarts, extending Rafael Devers, and then still, on top of that, maybe be in the hunt for Aaron Judge 
I don't know. I don't know. Peter? Well, I, I was going to say before you even, even brought up Judge, I, like you, you give credit to Xander for not copping an attitude for the way that things have played out. I would also like to give him credit for not fanning the flames and throwing fuel on the fire throughout the course of the season by like entertaining and torturing, entertaining playing elsewhere and like torturing us with like all these quotes about, you know, it could be my last time, could be, you know, I could be somewhere, I could play here next year, I could play here next year. He hasn't done that basically for all I know throughout the course of the season. And that's very much appreciated because I would not be able to, I would rip my fucking eyeballs out of my skull if I had to read Xander talking about like playing elsewhere next year. And I feel like at every turn, Judge has purposefully thrown fuel on the fire heading into his free agency and like speculation. And like he is so horny to become a free agent. (laughs) He is so horny to hit free agency. It's crazy. But seriously, Pete, like if Xander had dropped a comment, even like Judge dropped what last night now, I think I'd cry. Like, I think I'd cry reading it. Just the idea of like Like, this season's bad enough. Imagine throwing that on top of it. Exactly. And listen, his Bogarts, I think everyone will admit in August, was there a little bit of pouting after Vasquez got traded? Sure. You know what I mean? But considering what the Red Sox have dragged him through the last year, you know, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt, especially considering how he's played. But that's it. Like Judge is wanting to go to free agency. You can see he wants to be the prize. He wants teams throwing money at him every single way. Bogarts just wants a fair deal. That's it. Like you offered him 22 and a half AAV. Like you added that $30 million a year, you know, onto the three years he has remaining. You told him he's less worth than Trevor Story, the guy that he went and called to recruit for you. Like that is as insulting as it gets. And I don't know. I, I don't think if you can't get it done in the next six weeks, you know, before the offseason really goes and you let him start talking to other teams, I don't have much faith in them getting a deal done at that point. Yeah, he gone. Mm-hmm. Mm. It, it's not that hard. This isn't a trade you have to work out. It's just money. I, I know money is important. The luxury tax is important. You pissed away a year this year. You just pissed it away. You couldn't get underneath it. You didn't do enough when you went over it at the beginning of the year and you wasted this year. You have a chance to make up for it for one year and then you're going to have to figure out some different stuff after that because I think something we didn't really hit on when we talked with Coley last episode, teams don't go over the luxury tax after two years. You usually try to get back under and reset. Nobody's done it yet. Well, that's the situation the Red Sox are going to be in in a year. You better push your chips in this year and you can figure it out next year. You have prospects coming up. We get it. You know, Casas is part of this team. Bayo, those are main cornerstones. Push your chips in this year and actually give yourself a chance to win a World Series. Because if you don't do it now, like we kind of talked about earlier, you're going to be the joke of the ALEs for the next four or five years. And Bloom won't be here. I, I bet you a majority of what's here, maybe Devers, you somehow pay him or something. I'll fucking kill myself. We'll all be dead. We're all going to kill ourselves. So Imagine if I just what's waste my head. 30s with the Red Sox being trash. Like, I guess I would take the trade off. Like, I'd rather them be good in my 20s, but. Uh, no, I, it shouldn't be that way. Like, I shouldn't have to pick. Like, they're the fucking Red Sox. You spend the money. That's what you do. Like, sometimes it, it, you you have to bite the bullet on the deal that on the surface doesn't make sense. That's just, I mean, the David Price contract. Yeah, you're you're still paying for it. He hasn't been here in three years. But would I do it again? Fuck yeah. You don't win in 2018 without David Price. You just don't. You also, uh, 
I don't know. I mean, I, I just, I, I don't want to get to a place where I have to question the intent of this ownership group because I feel like I've been one of their biggest backers. Like, I, whenever people are coming at the Red Sox ownership group, being like, you know, John Henry's old and creepy and Tom Warner just doesn't get it. There's some parts of that that are true. <laughs> uh, you know, the whole Tom Warner thing about the the Terry Francona book when he's like, yeah, like we need sexy players. They're not sexy enough. Well, why don't you, why don't you let the baseball people make the baseball decisions? Like, I get it. Like, you've got to put a show on. You have to get Nesson viewership up. I get it. It's fine. But like, let the people that you hire to do their jobs do their jobs. But I've defended this ownership group quite a bit. Because when they get called cheap, I'm like, no, they're not. They're in the top three payroll every single fucking year that they've been here. How are you gonna how are you gonna say that this owner this team needs to sell uh when they've won the since they since they won their first one, they've won the most championships in the fucking sport since they won number one? It just doesn't make sense. So I, I've I've defended them quite a bit. And this is not a dig at them. This is not me coming after them. This is me saying, I don't know. Like if I were to gauge how how into the Red Sox are you right now? Like how much do you care about the next one? Where on the Tom Brady meter are you when you ask Tom Brady, you know, what's what's the best one? The next one. If I ask John Henry that question, hey, what was the best Red Sox World Series championship? He's not going to say the fucking next one. He's going to say. I don't know. I think 2004 was pretty good. And that's like, it's an honest answer. But I want him to say the fucking next one, Jared, when we win the next one, because there is going to be one. That's how I, that's the mentality that I want them to have. And I don't know if they're there. It, it's, not, you know it's not going to get any better. Like the more Fenway Sports Group expands their portfolio, they're going to care about the Red Sox less and less. Their focus is going to be less centralized. And they're going to be spread thin, and all they're going to ter- all they're going to care about is the bottom line and how much money this team is making them, and that's it. Yeah, to top to add on top of that, I wasn't going to talk business, but to add on top of that, obviously this group's main concern is expansion. They're not they're not focused quite on the Red Sox, and you know I don't want to dive too deep into it, but theoretically speaking, uh, a two hundred twenty five million dollar contract to Xander Bogarts would be considered a liability on the balance sheet. And when you're trying to get financing to go buy three, four more teams, uh, that that doesn't help you. So uh, from a just straight business decision, if you're looking to expand, you know, big contracts don't help you. you know, unless unless he does, they, these contracts do turn into World Series World Series wins. If it doesn't, you know, it's just a risk that you might not think is the right move. I mean, shit, they put they put brought LeBron James into this fucking group, and the guy only talks bad about the city of Boston. They're not there to about Boston. They are there to expand and try to make Fenway. Last I heard, they're trying to make Fenway Sports Group go public. Yeah, you know, this is this is not, this is a group. You know, it, this is a group that's trying to expand. Like when I talk about my bars, I love Green Rock and McSwobos, but I'm looking to go buy more. I don't. You know, yeah. Hopefully they do well, but I'm not going to sign a manager who I think is great for two hundred thousand dollars when we actually typically pay one for seventy five. Because I don't think he's going to do that much better for me. Mm-hmm. So. And, you know, I think business is getting in the way right now. And that's the craziest thing, because when they bought this team, 
it was all about the Red Sox. It was all about breaking the curse. That's everything. It's and I called think that's Fenway why Fenway Sports Group. <laughs> yeah, that's why everyone could come together and kind of see. All right, like this was the main vision. Now we know. I believe they're looking to buy a basketball team right now. Isn't that their main focus? Yeah. We know they bought Vegas. the Penguins and whatever. Um, so that that's where their focuses are kind of at. It's easy to you know sit there and you know get worried and be frustrated and wonder what direction they're going in. I will say the one thing that kind of at least gave me a little hope was after the trade deadline when for the first time we heard that ownership wasn't exactly happy with the Red Sox front office. Mm-hmm. To hear someone from up there have a complaint, that was something brand new because before that it was just Bloom's got it. Everything's well. We trust him. Just kind of drive the boat for us and call us if you need us or if something's wrong for them to realize or at least have some feel for what's going on. Okay. They're hearing something and they're as tone deaf as it gets. They didn't know people were upset about Don Arcillo. So like for them to be able to hear that, oh, people are upset with what's going on with the Red Sox right now. Hopefully this is what kicks them into that gear, whether Heim needs the push or whether their checking accounts need the push. You need to pay Bogarts and you need to pay Devers or at least, you know, get some massive signing to make yourself that player or else nobody's going to take you serious, whether it's the fans or big free agents on the market. You won't be able to compete with the Yankees or the Dodgers, which you're trying to become, you know, the Dodgers of the East. You know why I think they're going to have, I don't want to say, I don't want to set the bar too high and say monster offseason, but why they're going to make moves that are unlike the moves that they made during the Heim era. So uh, this would be a time where I would kick it to Steve and be like, you get this like as a wrestling fan, huge wrestling fan, Steve. Um, in the wrestling business, the worst thing is not when you go out there and get booed. It's when you go out there and there's nothing. There's no reaction. They don't care. They don't give a fuck. They're just like, mm, whatever. You don't get booed. You don't get cheered. There's just nothing. And I think that's where the Red Sox are right now. To be honest with you, like in this city and the point that I made uh, on the sports hub earlier, <clears throat> you're not just like before when the Patriots started winning Super Bowls, 01, 03, 04. And then the Red Sox win in 04. And it's like, all right, we took back like a little bit there. And then you have like the fucking second dynasty down the line. Even when the Red Sox won in 13, it's like, yeah, like they have like the attention of the city. But that was more like a Boston thing. That wasn't a Red Sox thing. And then 18 happens. And 18 was fucking incredible. But I don't think that it attracted. I think that that was more like a reward to Red Sox fans than it was a grab to get new Red Sox fans. Uh, and now I think what you've gotten. And I think the Mookie trade does not help this at all. Like being able to say like, hey, you're almost like it's a, it's a, it's a carnival. And you're. You're trying to like draw in people and be like, hey, like come see Mookie Betts. He's the best player in the league. And this and then you don't have that draw. Like who who like Xander is one, Devers is one, I guess. Uh, but like that's why they need to be all in this offseason. And that doesn't mean be all in this offseason to win a championship in 2023. I think this is be all in this offseason. To set up a new window to win in. Like you're not going all in to just win next year. The the way that in 03 when the Red Sox, you know, they fucking trade for Kurt Schilling and they sign Keith Folk and they do this. It's like, whoa, they just went like they just got eliminated 
from the playoffs in Game Seven of the ALCS. They were a couple. They were five outs away from the World Series, and then they just went all in to make sure that they get back to that point and they get past it. They need to go all in in a different way by making those long term commitments to a Xander Bogarts, to a Rafael Devers. That's just the starting point. Those guys are already on your team right now, and you're not very good. That's just so, to keep your head above water. Like, like that's the reality yes. of it. And that's where you get to the 2014 or, you know, 2014 going into 2015 situation. Do you hand the money out to Pablo Sandoval and Hanley Ramirez? Or do you hand it out to, you know, player A and player B that don't completely shit the bed and can't finish off their contracts here? You need those guys that open the window and give you a chance to say, all right, no matter how good the Orioles get, no matter how good the Blue Jays are, we can punch with them and we have the financial ability to you know, give us that power. Because at the end of the day, the Red Sox, you can make mistakes because you have that money. You have an ability to do it. I don't give a fuck if the Orioles are spending this offseason. Good for them. They can't spend like you. Yeah. You, like you, the Red Sox can big dick like the, their, their approach like other teams can't. And that should be what puts you over the top more times than not. And they're just not. They're not flopping it on the table as much as they used to anymore. And that is disappointing. And I think that's why this Aaron Judge stuff the last, you know, 48 hours or so is getting so much talk because you haven't been attached to anything like this, even in this kind of thin way. And I'm not, you know, I think people are getting, they're reacting too much to some of this stuff going out there. Uh, And listen, I'm I'm the last person. I posted on Twitter today because I knew the bait was coming. I knew people were going to jump all over it. Yeah, let's play it. Let's, let's hear fucking it. let's play it. This is this is my friend Aaron getting asked about playing in Boston, where he grew up being a big Red Sox fan. <laughs> gonna you know say some things. They're gonna make you laugh. It's you know it's, it's all part of it. You know they a lot of great history here, and you know, this is one of the best places to play. So it's it's always fun going out there and trying to put on a show for them. If it doesn't work out free agency wise with the Yankees, is this a place you'd consider? <laughs> Oof. <laughs> <laughs> We'll, we'll talk about that in a year. <laughs> big, big smile on his face. Big smile. And I mean, like, this is like, listen to that again. So he's just, you know, say some things. He is fucking sucking our dicks right now. A lot of great history here. A lot of great history. This is one of the best places to play. So Best places to play. Fans are amazing. Workout free agency wise with the Yankees. Is this a place you'd consider? We'll, we'll talk about that at the end of the year. Yeah. Yeah, we will talk about that at the end of the year, won't we, Aaron? Won't we? Just talking about how great it is to play at Fenway, how awesome the fan base is, how he loves Fenway. He's like, I wanna, I wanna step into the same batter's box that <laughs> that Mike Trout stood in when Batlight punched his ass out. There's so much history here. There's so much history, and I want to be a part of it. He wants to be a part of an a, a organization that's known for winning championships. That's what he wants to be a part of. That's what he's been missing his entire career. And I think, you know, I think he's, he's, he's leaning into it because he knows that he wants Red Sox fans. It's almost like, it's almost like, uh, like when you're like a little kid at the grocery store and you're like, mommy, can I have this? I want this. Like, that's what he wants Red Sox fans to do to ownership. He wants Red Sox fans to want him so that the Red Sox are like, you know what? Let's, let's fucking, let's sign this guy. Let's fucking go out there and sign this guy. And there will be, I mean, the Giants, the Dodgers, 
the Mets, the Yankees. I mean, there's going to be, and that's not, that's just the beginning. Like there's, there's going to be other teams that are in on Aaron judge. I mean, this is a, this is a generational player that we're talking about here, but um, I mean, he definitely prefers to play in Boston and that much is, is true from that clip. Like I said, there's nobody in the history of humankind that has ever been hornier, more horny for free agency than Aaron judge. And he's literally doing everything that he possibly can to ensure that he gets every last dollar in free agency. One, it's like not making any commitment to the Yankees. Like, I'm not signing any shit with you before I hit free agency. No chance. Uh, number two, he's hitting his fucking dick off. Like, mm. just smashing a million home runs. I guarantee he's fully torqued every time he's rounding the bases because he knows it's just more dollars in his pocket. And now he's, like, expressing interest in the Yankees' most hated rival and, like, probably driving up the price that way. Like, this guy is a businessman and he's going to get so much fucking money this, uh, this off season. And I don't know if I want the Red Sox to be the team that gives it to him. Cause I feel like that team, that contract could be horrendous in like two or three years time. But I do respect him for getting, uh, fully chubbed up and getting every last dollar. Mm-hmm. I, like I look at it and it's like Aaron judge is like, I look at judge and Sandra Bogart's. Judges the girl that wants every dude's attention that wants like, oh, I want to see you guys. Who's going to fight for me? Who's going to give me what I want? Show me how much you want me. Xander Bogarts is the one that's like, I don't really want the attention. I just want respect. Like, just treat me. Yeah, normal. Judge- just, just give me a fair deal. Just treat me like a normal human being. You don't have to sit here and treat me like I'm a goddess. Just treat me like a normal person and give me what I deserve. Judges like the uh, like the socialite, like social climber who like really loves the attention, really loves the spotlight, wants Wants a name and big, big shining lights and like to live a, a lavish lifestyle. And Xander Bogarts is, is the guy who just like wants to settle down and have a, have a nice little family. Yeah, but he it. wants to be a little slut first. He's like Aaron Judge is in a situation where right now he's like, listen, slut era. Yeah, he's yeah. like, I, I want to get married and I want to settle down and I want to have kids and I want to do it soon. So for the next three months, I'm going to fuck like 10 people, like at least, at least 10 people. And that's essentially what he's about to do. And it's all about who's got the biggest dick. And, and I don't, I don't know that the Red Sox have the biggest dick. I'll be honest with you. I, I really don't think that they do, especially if they pay. Like First things first, Sanders is getting paid because I think the Aaron Judge negotiations and the sweepstakes. That's going to go down to like, he'll probably sign in like January, February. Like that, that's going to get dragged out. But if there's common ground with Xander and the Red Sox, I feel like that's something that could get wrapped up before Christmas, which would be nice. It'd be nice to not have to fucking panic about that for the next five months. Like that would just not uh, resonate with my spirit. But uh, I think Tyler made a great point. I don't think the likelihood of the Red Sox signing Aaron Judge is very high, but this is the first time the Red Sox have been linked to a free agent or uh, a trade, anything major. Like, how many fucking trade deadlines in a row have we just sat here being like, are we even interested in these fucking people? Like, we can't even, we can't even get a John Heyman tweet being like lit on, on the list of teams that are in on so-and-so. Like, we can't even get that. 
So, yeah, I think just just hearing the Red Sox being in the market for Aaron Judge is like, wow, look at this. I forgot what it was like. And and I think I forget who made the point, if it was on this podcast or another. About Juan Soto, like. Doesn't it piss you off that the Red Sox weren't even mentioned as a a single time? No, they weren't even mentioned. Wasn't even a whisper. Wasn't even a fake rumor. Like you couldn't even have like a fake fucking Twitter account. Be like sources. Red Sox are like no one even made it up because it wasn't that believable. Bob Nightingale didn't even fall for a (laughs) single rumor about the Red Sox being interested in Juan Soto. Yeah. Like that's upsetting. Like that's upsetting. But that's why I mean, it's not it's not even about like the player. Like, yeah, like Aaron Judge probably hit a thousand home runs in Fenway Park. That'd be great. But it's just the idea that there's a big, recognizable name, MVP talent that is going to become a free agent. And lo and behold, the Red Sox are going to be linked to him. They are going to be linked to him. And just like that's how starving we are for attention, for relevancy with our sport and our team. That just the name Aaron Judge and Boston Red Sox next to each other. In in the in the realm of interest is is making our little fucking blood go right to our penises, and I love that about us. And like that's the thing with Aaron Judge. Like we say all this, and then I think the first thing we can all say is like, "There's a ton of red flags." <laughs> like there's there's a ton yeah. of red flags. This deal's probably not going to age super well. Like he's going to get three hundred million. He's over thirty. Like. That's the conversation you're he's having. He's a gigantic here. human being who like has already struggled with injuries. It, it, like, like he's still, you know, he still steals almost 20 bags a year. Like there's a lot of athleticism. He's been playing center field a ton this year. And we're still like, wow, just the fact that the Red Sox are mentioned here is so cool. Mm-hmm. But I, I think that's the thing when it comes to judge and Bogarts. I think they're not as related in this conversation. It's if you're going to give 300 million to someone. I don't even know if Devers is going to get 300 million at this point, considering the Austin Riley deal and how that played out. But I'd consider it in that vicinity. It's probably making that conversation. And stats brought this up on Twitter recently, and it's been in a few spots. Is there a timeline where the Red Sox pay Bogarts, trade Devers this offseason, and look to get like a Mookie Betts S return and then go hand out that mega deal to someone like Aaron Judge? And uh, that wasn't something that personally I ever had going on my mind, but. When I see someone like Stats saying he's starting to like, you know, I this isn't a zero percent chance kind of thing. I'm like, whoa, like, here we go. You need a direction, not the direction I would go. But yeah, why I the, don't know what the hell you're cooking up. Why the fuck would you why the fuck would you trade Devers to sign Judge, who's older, going to age way worse, I think. Like, Agreed. I, it doesn't make any sense to me. And that's why, like, when I'm seeing this stuff, I'm just like, what is going on? But is it like we're trying to capitalize on a window here? Uh, Like, maybe you don't believe Devers is going to be the whole third base. But that's where I sit. And I'm like, I like the Aaron Judge rumors. Run the price up. Get in there. Let's make whoever's going to pay. Hopefully it is, you know, someone you can run the price up on if he does go back to the Yankees. But I think this roster here. In terms of position players, you have the right ingredients in Xander Bogarts and Rafael Devers with this infield. I think when it comes to handing out a $30 million contract, we're like we talked last episode, the pitching staff, I think that's where that money needs to be redirected to. Because if you have any chance of 
stabilizing this thing. You know, you can't depend on Chris Sale anymore for anything. The bullpen's its own question mark. I think that's where those assets need to go ultimately. Pat, are you awake? Yeah, I'm awake. I I try to be nodding over here so you guys uh, know that I agree with you. It's no, it'd be the it'd be a ridiculous move to trade Devers and go get Judge. That'd be an uh, an outlandish type move, and it would be make absolutely no fucking sense uh, because we're not this team doesn't really compete to win, built to compete for next year. You know, it's they're still they still suck. Pitching staff needs a tremendous amount of improvements, a tremendous amount. I I know we we sit here and we do our best to be positive, but they need a tremendous amount of improvements to compete with anyone at a high level right now. Uh, and the hitting isn't spectacular either. Like I don't I don't I don't sit there and be like, oh shit, you know they the, the other pitcher better bring his A game tonight. <laughs> like it's they're, they're okay, that's fine, but like. I, I, this team is, just needs so much. It, you know, there's just nothing here that is that I'm loving about. Even if we like, like Tyler said, oh yeah, go sign Xander. Okay, maybe our head's a little bit above water now. Now maybe we'll fight for fourth place. But like, eh, it's just not. It's not an exciting ball club. And we're how, how many years is this for Heim now? Uh, three ish. Three-ish. Third full year. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I don't... Should I be excited about this farm system, guys? It, it Baseball America has it at 11 currently, and I'd say it, it's probably going to be a top 10 farm system by the time the offseason rolls okay. around. Okay, great. That's so such good news that we have a farm system now that maybe only 80, 85% of the, of the organization will fail. Like, I don't... It just, just doesn't make... The reason why... And let me go on a quick rant here. The reason why the fucking Boston Red Sox, the New York fucking Yankees, uh, Los Angeles Dodgers, although they've done some hybrid thing over there, but they still also pay everyone a fuck ton of money. Like, and, uh, the reason why these teams win fucking championships and the why, the, why I don't understand the obsession with the Rays, who still have yet to win one, like, I don't understand why people don't get... You spend fucking money, you win fucking championships. That's, that's how... That's the recipe. Yeah, you throw in a random jabroni team every now and again where the Cubs get lucky with a bunch of you know young guys that came up together. You know, that's great and all, but to win consistently, you got to spend the fucking money. And yeah, we've we've spent money, but we've spent money in poor places and you know, I just I, this team is just not exciting. I was trying to be positive at the end of the end of the July. Uh, this team is there's nothing here to get excited about and God help me. If they trade Devers away for with Judge in mind, God help me. God how, help me. How old is Devers? Twenty five. God help me. Yeah, it, it it would be unforgivable. Like those unforgivable. are one of those moves where it's just like you're just throwing stuff at a wall and praying for the best thing to happen while compromising your future. That would just tell me like Hein Bloom is like terrified he's going to get fired any day. Like he's just like screw it. I'm going to just spend everything I have, and we're going to go all out this year, and we're just going to hope for the best and cross our fingers. I mean, if ownership, uh, fuck Heim Bloom. If ownership allows them to make that <laughs> Fair move, point. I would be you. You guys suck. You guys are the worst fucking ownership group in America. That you would even give him the power to be able to make that move. It, it, exactly. That that's the kind of thing that just would get vetoed. Ludicrous. Ludicrous. And yeah, this 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 club needs to go in so many such a better direction. Uh, the ownership group needs to be in a better direction. I just can't stand seeing those LeBron James quotes about how he fucking hates Boston. And I know he's got, apparently he's got some you know remarks from people. You know, I, you know, I played in other places. No one was fucking nice to me either, LeBron. Right? 
So, <laughs> like, it's just, it, it is what it is. But it, this, this is just not an exciting ball club. There's just not, they're not the Boston Red Sox. There's some fucking rinky dink squad that gets thrown out there and they try to do their best. And then the, we, we don't do anything with, and we have Juan Soto on the trade block. We don't fucking do that because, you know, why, why wouldn't we trade fucking five guys from our farm system that aren't probably going to be that good? It's called spade a spade. All right. How many fucking draft picks did we have in 2012? We had three first rounders. We all sucked. Okay. <laughs> That's real. Like, it's just, what are we doing here? It is so few and far between that these, that these, these prospects it become anything near guys like Juan Soto. And guys like Rafael when Juan Devers. Soto's like 22 years old. I know. Like, like, and then, or guys like Mookie Betts. It's so rare to have these fucking guys. You're like, you know what? I want to trade a package. I want to get Mookie out of here and let's get guys like, you know, Verdugo and some other guys that I'm still not 100% sure why, why we have. Like, Verdugo has done something, but wouldn't you like to have Mookie out there? Like, it's just, it's frustrating. It's frustrating <laughs> to see where this Red Sox team, we've turned into a poverty franchise. And I've told Jared off camera, um, uh, about you know some of the rumors that I've heard from people that I know still in, in the world, and in you know, the world, it's very specific. It, the, I, I want to be vague, uh, <laughs> but there isn't, uh, there wasn't a lot of confidence out there in the people that I've talked to that that Sanders is going to be back. Uh, so you know, I, this was a while ago, and but and the, re- the only reason I trust it, it could have been, you know, just like bullshitting with me because that's kind of the relationship we have, but. You know, at the same time, there he's he knows I am not. Even though I'm, I'm theoretically kind of leaking it right now, he knows that like he's not sending it to me. So I go tell people in the press to kind of get you know maybe kick Boston in the ass a little bit. Uh, so there is no real reason to to lie. There's just there's just not a lot of confidence out there, and uh, at least not at that time. I don't know how long ago that was, Jared. I'm, I can't remember. Yeah, uh, but it, it's just I I mean I don't have a lot of fucking confidence. It doesn't seem like Xander does. It doesn't seem like anyone fucking confidence damn club. So the thing that you know, sucks is that I feel like this team has very little identity, both on the field and off the field right now. It's like we don't really know who they are from an operational standpoint. Like, don't know what the direction is there. And then on the field, it's not a likable product. Like, obviously, winning games makes you likable. So the fact that they're not winning very much is you know it's i i feel like identity is crafted through winning uh more more than like anything else but it, it just, like it, it it honestly like there's no buzz at fenway there's like just very little going on with this team that's worth getting excited about and there's very little that's like identifiable like i think five six years down the line we're gonna look at like the roster of the 2022 red sox and be like who the fuck are all these guys? Mm-hmm. And nobody's going to remember shit from this year. Well, they're going to remember the bad shit, but they're not going to remember anything else. They're not going to remember. It's still 2022. You could probably players. ask me shit that happened. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, the one thing that we really have to talk about, guys, though, is we are all as a fan base really, really eating our words. I mean, Duran really fucking told us. So yeah, <laughs> we're not going to cheer for you. <laughs> You know, we won't be in your guys' back pocket now, man. Woo! Yeah, too bad we talked shit about you guys a month ago. This is this is a great product we're seeing now. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, he did. Really, he did say he uh, wishes that he could have that one back. Good. 
Good. I, I, I wish you could too. <laughs> yeah. I will give Pete uh, credit on this. I believe you tweeted this uh, after Abraham Almonte missed both of those balls. I do think Jaron Durant catches those two. Yeah. Balls, so that says yeah, something. Speaking of own. wanting things back, never thought I'd say this. Would like to see Jaron Durant in center field now. <laughs> it's fucking Abraham Almonte. Who just... the fuck is that guy? <laughs> Seriously, who the fuck is that guy? I so I didn't watch the whole game tonight. I'm not gonna be. I'm not gonna be honest. Or I am gonna be honest with you guys. Someone tweeted. I don't know who it was. It might have been Hubs. Someone tweeted that the Red Sox took a random fan and put him in center field. <laughs> and I clicked. And I was like, oh fucking Duran. He did something bad or something. And I look and I was like, who the fuck is that? That was horrendous. <laughs> it was tough, man. I what is this, his natural position, guy- Tyler? It's outfield. What? It's not center field. He's an outfielder. It's, no, it's a corner. No. Yes. No. He's if a you catcher. Pull up his, if you pull up his B ref, it says outfielder. No. Definitely not a traditional uh, center fielder, but they dealt for him right around the time they ended up picking up Danny Santana as well when like the whole team died and they needed people in the minors. He slugged down in AAA, but he's only up here because Franchi died. That's I mean, the only reason. I tweeted this, but he just looks like a computer generated player and like MLB the show when you play like six seasons into franchise mode and they just start making up players and their body types do not match the position that they play. Like their names or names and numbers are weird. Like there's that guy was wearing pants that were made for a fucking <laughs> middle school baseball player. And he's like pushing three bills out in center field. <laughs> no, that's outrageous. What- no matter what you say, he played 64 games for the Braves last year. So this man does have a World Series ring. Well, we're proud of good him. For him. That, yeah. good. That's yeah. what he's got going for him. That's good. That's great. Hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah. Um, it was very funny that like he was afraid to hit the wall in uh, in center field and just like, botched a very... I-, I thought it was hilarious that Nesson, the Nesson booth was like, how are you going to give him an error on that? <laughs> uh, was I the only one that was like, that's absolutely an error. It was a very catchable ball. It looked like he tried to like uh, like bat it down. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> did he touch it? He didn't touch it though, did he? Yeah, it li- it hit him in the in the uh, the heel of the glove. Uh, yeah, he just I- swatted it towards the ground. Like, Fuck <laughs> yeah. that ball. Yeah, no, it's it tough. Baseball is a hard game. It's gonna be it's gonna be very funny watching like the the blooper reel of the twenty twenty two Boston Red Sox. Like they've had some crazy fuck-ups this year. Like, it's yeah. not going to be... Like, when you think of, like, a baseball error, you think of, like, a like an infielder going for a ground ball, and he just, like, you know, pops off your glove, and you're like, ah, I got to eat that one. The way that the Red Sox have made errors in this season in particular, I can't even count how many times the Red Sox have made... I don't want to call it a routine play, but not that difficult plays look like they were the person trying to record the out had never played baseball before. Like that like, happened a ton of times, a ton of times all this year, forgetting how many outs there are looking up into the sky. Look, you're fucking Jesus, please. Where is this baseball and having it land 45 yards behind you. That happened more than once like that in particular happened more than once inside the park fucking whole grand slams three run home runs you want it we got it all inside the park against the boston red sox crazy just it it people want to say oh yeah like you know they were just injured 
the people that were here were not doing a good job either. They just weren't. <laughs> it is just, it is what it is. It's, you know, you, you, you talk to like MLB guys, like Pat Light, for example. I'm sure that after that game against the Angels, that you were just like, you know what? It happens. You just got to fucking rinse this off, come back to the yard, and you start over, and you have a clean slate the next day. That's what this whole fucking season has been. We got to just fucking hit the showers after this season, clean it off this winter, and then come back on opening day and hope that it didn't follow us to 2023. That's what it's been like. Like the Sawamura play where he airmailed the throw to third base, like into the <laughs> 30th row to lose the game when that happened I was like this is probably gonna be the worst worst loss of the season I don't think that that cracks like the top 15 at this point that's the scary part and like one of the biggest selling cards for this Red Sox team this year was supposed to be improved defense uh you are nowhere near that you had some stretches where it was better and I think when Trevor Story's on the field like for whatever for whatever it is he's like a calming factor uh, you know the range whatever it may be you see less of it, but when he's not out there, it's when these disaster moments kind of happen because you just start getting into guys who aren't playing in positions they're used to, you know, and whether it was Christian Arroyo in right field, you're pushing Jaron Duran, who's not a center fielder. He's just not, but you're going to pretend that he is out there. This is the stuff you walk yourself into. You need dependability. And I think that's where the Kike Hernandez signing comes into play. It's like, we just, we don't even know if he's going to be able to hit. We're going to take our chance, but he can play competent defense. Take ten million. It's bad. It's real bad. Not I great. just uh, just can't wait for it to be over. And I usually don't feel that way. I usually don't feel that way about baseball seasons. I'm usually just like I, I'm just I'm just happy that we have it at all. I'm happy that we have baseball at all. I'm happy to turn on the TV at night and have baseball. I don't feel that way this year. And maybe that's because uh, when you're around like the team, not just when I say the team, I mean like everyone at Fenway. When everyone feels that way, you kind of just like, well, I don't want to be the weirdo. That's like, keep this shit going. (laughs) Like, this is fucking awesome, dude. Let's keep this 2022 season rolling, baby. I'm just like, ah, yeah, I just. uh, I'm ready for the offseason. And I'm not ready for the offseason to distance myself from baseball. I'm ready for the offseason to distance myself from the 2022 season. Like, I, you know, the, the second that the World Series is over, I'm like, let's fucking go. Let's sign Xander. Let's fucking extend Devers. Let's get in the mix with Aaron Judge. Like, it's not a, it's not a, I don't want to do baseball thing. I'm not, I'm not burnt out from baseball. I am just fucking tired of this goddamn team this year. And a lot of that, I mean, there's been other years where the Red Sox have been so bad and also super unlikable. That's not the problem this year. Like we, me and Pete, 2015, you want to pull up those episodes of Section 10? We fucking hated that team. We hated all those guys. Fuck that team. Fuck all the players on that team. There's a whole, the second and then the next year. Don't even get me started on the next year. And they call up Bat Light. I was like, fuck this guy too. There's just, there are periods where you have bad teams and you just question, you have like an identity crisis as a fan. 
Like, I love the Boston Red Sox, but why do I feel like I hate the Boston Red Sox right now? I don't feel that way about this team. I don't, I don't think there's anyone on this team. Now the jury's familiar is gone. <laughs> I don't think there's anyone on this team where I'm like, fuck this guy, get him off the team. Do you yeah, feel that I, way? Does anyone, does anyone feel that uh, way about a player on this team right now? Ryan Brazier still gives it to me. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, he's going to hold it for a bit. Uh, it, at the end of the day, is it as bad as Jerry's Familia? No. And he, Brazier's been a little bit better recently for the most part. So, you know, whatever. But he is what he is. But I think that's why when you watch Bayo and Casas, it, it's that's fun it, it, because it's not this team. When you watch those two guys, you're like, oh, this isn't 2022 Red Sox. This is 2023 and beyond. That's what makes me happy. That's the only thing really making me happy right now. Yeah, I, I never got it. I never got the feeling I like the closest I got was Duran when he was like saying shit that was that was terrible and and like trying to fight fans like, all right, get this guy the fuck out of here. Um, but like outside of that, no, I don't I don't dislike any of the players. I dislike the experience. Like, And a lot of people have been like, I can't believe that you guys are like still watching the games like the season has been over for like a month at this point. And it's like, well, I still like watching baseball, but. This team is making me second guess that like I almost went to the game tonight because or Wednesday night uh, because I just wanted to go to one of the games in the series. I didn't go Tuesday night. And then after watching Tuesday, I was like, I'm not going to go Wednesday. Why would I go to when- why would I go Wednesday? Why would I fucking go through the effort to watch this team? So like watching this team makes me want to watch this team so much less. And I get those <laughs> reminders so frequently. Let's talk about something fun. Are you any ideas, about? Pat? The, the hold on, I don't have the thing in front of me. What day are we all drinking together? Uh, that next is next Friday, September twenty third, Jake. Yep, next Friday. Are you coming, Pat? For sure. Oh, you bet your ass, I'm coming. Did you already book the hotel and everything? I didn't do anything yet, but that's just <laughs> how I do things. <laughs> but I'm coming. I have it's in the, it's in the planner. I have booked out the week. I I'm, I'm currently being sued, so I had to move a deposition. But I moved the deposition so I can come drink with you guys. Oh, that is amazing! You're the best, yeah. Pat. I am. The that best. will go over well. Pete's not coming. He's got a stupid ass wedding. Mm-hmm. Who whose well, wedding is there. it? It's one of my best friends. Oh, they're Ooh. definitely getting divorced. Take that. Does he listen to the pod? He does not. All right. Well, tell him to listen to this one so that he can hear me tell him <laughs> you're getting divorced. Uh, Pete's not coming. Pat will be there. Tyler will be there. Jake will be there. Uh, I think Emerson is M- that I talked to Emerson. He's like, yeah, he's like, I'll be there. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm emceeing it. And I was like, what the fuck does that mean? It's not like a part like what? We're just watching a fucking game with people that listen to the podcast. What the fuck do we need an MC for? And I was talking to some of my other friends that work at the company. They're like, yeah, we'll, we'll be there. I'm like, what? I don't know. I mean, I love the support. I mean, for, for the people at DK to show up like that, that's awesome. But I mean, what the fuck? We get an MC to watch a baseball game for this fucking team? Are you kidding me? By the way, tell Pete, tell your friend he's getting divorced. And tell him it's happening soon. Like it's it. This isn't even like this isn't even getting off the ground type deal. Less than a year. I give uh, this. I, I give this I marriage less than that. a year. All right. I don't think I'm going to tell him that though. Tell him to listen to the podcast so that he can hear me say that. All right. Less than a year. The Pat great. Light's going to be there. 
I'm gonna be there, and I'm gonna get Tyler so belligerently drunk. Please, it is, it is going to be. He's gonna be a Red Sox fan at the end of it because he's not one now. Uh, oh, wow. But yeah, I'm gonna. It is gonna be special. I am uh, just listen. going to black you out. Pat, I'm putting all my faith in you. Whatever you have to do to get me there, go for it. I have nothing. I cleared the weekend. I let 98.5. No, don't call me. I, I don't know. I might be hungover for two days straight. So yeah. whatever it is, kill me. It's my time to go. Mm-hmm. You had a good run. Eh, plenty. 24. Plenty. plenty of life. Yeah, it's going to be yeah. a good time. Yeah. So if, if Pat's going to be there, because Pat, you, you've, done, you've done live shows with us. Yes. Which is different. Like, this is way more up your alley. Like, a live oh, show, Pat's going to be on stage, and he's like, someone please bring me a drink so I can drink while I'm working. But this is like a, a watch party. So we're just mingling, and we're having drinks, which means... Um, actually, I feel... Who the fuck was I talking about this? With? Oh, I was saying... Because I got drunk. What day did I get drunk, Jake? Friday? Uh, yeah, I think so. I got drunk on Friday, Pat. And uh, proud of you. Thank you. And I said it was like my quarterly, like I get drunk quarterly. Okay. And I said, usually Pat Light is the one that fills my quotas. But mm-hmm. this was a Pat Lightless quota that I filled um, for this quarter. But that means I'm going to have two in the same quarter, which I don't know. It doesn't carry over. There's no like bonus carry over here. Mm-mm. No, this is just going to happen now. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when you, when you, uh, when you drink with Pat Light, um, he, he likes his shots. Mm-hmm. He likes his shots. And uh, it's a good thing that you pick a shot that I actually would probably pick as my first round pick for, for a shot. Let me go, Cuddy's? Yes. Yeah. It's, a, it's just such a good shot. It's a good shot. It's a great, it's a really, really high end caliber shot I, yeah. really, I really thoroughly enjoy it um and then we end the night with jameson and we really just get after it yeah that's i'm not gonna do that i'll stick with mcgill cutties i'm starting to figure out that jared just really likes like mint mint things you're talking about my big, ice cream yeah big uh mint chocolate chip ice cream guy mm-hmm. big mcgill cutties shot guy yep that's all I know. I'm sure that you probably have mint toothpaste. I do. Just a big mint guy. Mint, respect that about mint you. chewing tobacco, Peter. Oh, really? Okay. Mm-hmm. So is this a is this this a big place? Like, what we got? What's the layout? Where is it? Cask. You uh? No, you weren't there for that. Uh, the 2018, the first live show that Section 10 ever did was at the Cask. Okay. Uh, it was against the Yankees before game one or two. I want to say it was one. Technically, it was like Oliver's, right? Yeah. It's like that little backspace at the cask. Yeah. Uh, no, it's, it's, it's a decent size. Probably, they, can fit, they can fit enough people for, for the, the amount of people that are going to come to this. Like, you're going to fucking... Ah, I don't know. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm underselling it. We also haven't promoted it at all besides talking about it on the podcast i haven't sent out one tweet i feel like 90 percent of the people that are going to come are going to come because they saw the tweet not because they listened to it on the podcast so once okay. i send out the tweet i i would imagine enough people will come to where we won't feel like losers at least i hope because it's a well, big listen. ask hey uh instead of like doing something really cool on a friday night why don't you come watch the red sox <laughs> 
Like, no, 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 at the game, you're invited. No, 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 not at the game. Not at the game. Come, come, to, the, come to the bar next to the stadium to watch the last place Red Sox. But Pat's going to be there. That's enough right there. You don't know. Listen. <laughs> People are going to be fucking pumped about this. Oh, and yeah. I'm excited, too. Actually, I'm excited mm-hmm. because, I mean, we haven't really done a lot of, like, any anything like that this year we haven't like they sucked in april they sucked in may they had one good month in june they sucked in july they sucked in august and they've been mediocre at best in september they fucking they've given us no opportunity at all to drum up any kind of excitement except for june 28th which i think was the the night that the season (laughs) imploded we just wanted something to be happy about. That's all we wanted. We just wanted to be excited about our fucking baseball team. And we couldn't really do that for really at any point this year. Like, what, what would you say? Like, for me, I think the, the peak of happiness this year was the Franchi Cordero walk-off Grand Slam. That's when I think I, I thought, all right, maybe, like, maybe they are turning it around. Like, this, there's tons of season left. This completed a four-game sweep of the Seattle Mariners at the time. It's like, all right, like now we go. Now we go. Plenty of season left. It didn't happen that way. I, I always look back the Guardian series when they swept them. Yeah. I was like, for whatever people wanted to say at that time, you know, the Red Sox were beating all shit teams. Who cares? Like they're beating up on garbage. The Guardians, a good team. They go up. Just dick them down. Not a problem. You're going into 628. Like it's time. It feels like everything's coming right when the Red Sox hit their stride. Waka dies. dies. And it was like, that was the last, like you're, you were already dealing with plenty of injuries at that point. That was the one that you couldn't recover from. There were just so many cruel moments <laughs> over the course of the year. Like we, we referred to them as, as kicks to the dick in, in April and May. Like the kicks to the dick back then were just Blown saves. When is the last time the Red Sox have blown a save? I feel like they haven't blown a save in like four months. KC? Yeah. The Garrett Whitlock walk-off homer on like a fucking uh, 0-2 pitch to a dude that fucking sucks. Uh, Like Yeah. like, Like our problems used to be so minuscule in April and May. We thought that they were big problems. Chris Sale was almost murdered. Twice, three times, three times. The fucking, the TV incident, the fucking comebacker in Yankee Stadium. He falls off a goddamn bicycle. Again, I will reference all the times that Red Sox outfielders looked into the sky to find a baseball that they quite literally never found. I mean, Trevor Story's gotten hit with 25 fucking pitches that put him on the injured list. Franchi Cordero snapped his leg in half in Tampa. I mean, Xander Bogarts has, has clearly was playing through an injury because he's a goddamn warrior. Not to say that the guys that went on the injured list aren't, you know, tough guys, but Xander Bogarts was very clearly hurt going into free agency and still played for you anyway. He still played for you, even though he was hurt and his performance suffered because of it. And he was so good after he felt better that he's going to win a fucking batting title because he made up for it after he was healthy again. Rafael Devers. He was hurt. He can't even run. Did he see him tonight? 
He's limping around first base. Garrett, Garrett Whitlock. Whitlock is he's an old actually man. limping. He's Garrett Whitlock is limping around right now. Matt Barnes. Matt Barnes spent fucking two months down in Florida just chilling because he was hurt. Tanner Hell got a back discectomy or whatever that thing's called. They Lumbar. Tr- they traded Christian Vasquez. Christian Vasquez plays for the Astros right now. He's their backup catcher. It's crazy. It's crazy. What a year. What a year. This isn't even the year in review pod. This is just, uh, I'm just talking. For me, the peak was uh, was when they won the last two of those Yankees games uh, right before the All-Star break. We were feeling so good. Pat was in Boston. We're talking about how, like, you know, as long as they can have a good series against the Rays, like, they're going to head into the All-Star break, like, right in the thick of things. And then they lose nine of the next ten. That, that was the string of injuries. It was Strom and Story in one night. Sale right before the actual uh, All Star break itself. I don't think I don't. I can't remember a recent regular season moment where I felt as low as when Chris Sales, you know, got hit by the comebacker. That's when, <laughs> to me, the season. I thought at that moment I was like, "This isn't the year. This just isn't it for them." Oh yeah, There's I mean, like no as way. soon as that happened, I think everybody's response is like, "Okay, season's over." <laughs> yeah, and Night you were right if you thought that. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. So I don't know. Just something, just something to think about. You should also also think about freshly if you're trying to get a meal prep service that actually makes sense for you, and um, in terms of price, in terms of convenience, and in, in terms of uh, time spent. Freshly's new lineup of effortless in-season meals gives you more time to enjoy your summer, which is basically over, but not really. Yeah, I guess it is. Yeah, don't waste your time inside shopping and cooking. Take advantage of the good weather and Freshly's special summer sale. By the way, Pete, I don't know why I'm What's telling that? you this of all people. I just got a really cool deck set. Um, that's, you would tell me that because decks are my favorite thing in the world. Okay. I just got a really cool deck set. Um, it was free. Like some dude was moving in my building and he just apparently just like didn't give a f- fuck and he was like, yeah, if you want it, you can take it. And I was like, yeah. So it's like a whole table with some really cool like bouncy chairs. You know those? So we can... Uh, Actually, Patrick, that's that's perfect for you. When when you come to Boston, uh, we can have a little um, little post party at my place. Can't wait! Super excited about it. Uh, did you know that those like those like hot lamps are actually pretty inexpensive? I didn't. Tell me more. This is not an ad. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> well, it is an ad, but. Yeah, those those hot lamps for outside are actually they're pretty inexpensive. So I might get some of those. Interesting. How Why would how I, inex, how inexpensive though? Because I looked into those during COVID times, and uh, the they were I mean, granted, supply and demand at that point, but yeah, uh, like they're four hundred bucks. For, okay, yeah, maybe a little bit more expensive at the time, but nothing crazy. Yeah, yeah, make I, I forgot. Mean, I forgot you're rich. Yeah, how do you get how do you get a couple? How do you get how do you get a deck set in mid September and not get some? Some heat lamps to actually enjoy them. Like summer's over. Summer's over. Maybe I'll get them before you get here. I appreciate that. <sighs> but don't waste your time inside shopping and cooking. Take advantage of the good weather and freshly special summer sale. Now you can get one hundred and twenty-five dollars off across your first five orders. That's pretty great. 
With Freshly, you're not stuck with fast food chains or frozen dinners when you want to have a quick meal. Freshly provides delicious, effortless, balanced meals without having to sacrifice your summer moments. Other meal delivery options make you do all the work of prepping and cooking, which is annoying. Freshly comes ready to heat and eat in three minutes or less. Designed by nutritionists, prepared by chefs, then delivered right to your door. Uh, Jake, how many times a week would you say you're still having Freshly for dinner? Uh, I have it at least three, three nights a week. Three nights a week. I had it twice today. Twice today? Twice today. Lunch and dinner. Tyler, what do you, uh, what's your, what's your freshly schedule like? No, uh, five, six times a week, five, six times a week. I mean, you're on the road a lot. You're traveling a lot. You're, you're, you're very busy. You have multiple jobs. I feel like freshly is right up Tyler's alley. Maybe we'll try and get you a special promo code so we can, uh, we can get the, the hookup over for Tyler. That'd be nice. Let, listen, the only reason I'm eating 20 piece chicken nuggets so frequently is when I run out of freshly. So like if they can get me around that, it'd probably up my health. I'd probably be in much better shape. So, you know, hit me up. Yeah, if, if they want to hit, hit me up too, absolutely down. That $125 promo code is outrageous because for like a month and a half, you just pay nothing for food. And yeah. It's awesome. It's pretty sweet. Get delicious, nutrient-packed, prepared meals delivered straight to your door. No cooking required. Fresh, not frozen, and ready to heat and enjoy in just three minutes. Use the Freshly website or app to find meals that fit your lifestyle with plans that work for your dietary needs, preferences, tastes, and family size. Pat, do you have a family? Yes. How many? You got a secret family? Well, I don't have a... I don't have kids, but I I do have people that I consider family of mine. Do you want kids? Yeah, 50-50 on it. Should I want kids? Yeah, I think you'd be a good dad. Mm, I think it'd be great. Okay. <laughs> that was that necessary? <laughs> I don't know if I like the timing of that one. Mm. Use the Freshly website or app to find meals that fit your lifestyle with plans that work for your dietary needs, preferences, tastes, and family size. Like Pat, who's going to be a dad someday. (laughs) (laughs) Choose from over 50 nutritionist design entrees like classic steak, peppercorn, multi-serve sides like masterful mac and cheese or their new line of plant-based meals. Skip the grocery shopping and dirty dishes. Your meals arrive cooked and fresh every single week. New meals are added weekly, so you're never stuck eating the same thing over and over. And now you can try Freshly with $125 off across your first five orders. It's the Pete Blackburn deal. $125 off. Make summer dinners stress-free with Freshly. Right now, you can get $125 off your first five orders at Freshly.com slash Boston. That is $125 off at Freshly.com slash Boston. All right. Um, Pat, Pat, I I think you'll be a great father. What did you say? No laugh track. You think Pat's going to be a great father? Yeah. I think so, too. I said that. Yeah, you just had the use of a soundboard right afterwards. I didn't appreciate that. Mm. Oh, I forgot about the Pete B. Pat L. dynamic. That's right. Forgot, forgot about that. Me and Pat, yeah. me and I'm trying to go into business with Pat. Mm-hmm. 
We got to take the soundtrack away. <laughs> the soundboard away. I did find it oddly suspicious that both of you said you were coming within seconds of each other. Uh, we always come together. Today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's Good coming timing. within seconds of each other. It's the chemistry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, you know, when girls hang out, their cycles align. Mm-hmm. Me mm-hmm. and Pat just always come together. Yeah. It's nice. like, even if I'm, even if I'm not coming, like I can tell when Pat's coming. Right. <laughs> it's just like a, it's like a spidey sense. Mm. Right. I feel that. I could see that. Can I make an apology? Sure. So after uh, doing some research into the Komodo Dragon community. Oh, uh, okay. No. Here we go. Jared, mm-hmm. please. Uh, after doing some research into the Komodo dragon community and uh, sea water, sea salt crocodiles, um, I realized there were some faults in uh, my research and my beliefs. Um, you know, I, I don't want to pretend to be fully educated on the subject, but I, I can see where I went wrong uh, with the Komodo dragon <laughs> dinosaur take. So uh, like the man I am, I'm going to take responsibility for that and I'm going to move forward. And uh, thank you to those who felt the need to educate me because I needed it. That was big of you. It listen it takes a big guy to do something like that, and here I am. Yeah, we appreciate it. <clears throat> Your transparency inspires us all every day. Um, I I fucking I I hate that we even bother with the stop and shop look ahead at this point. Um, who cares? We're gonna do it anyway because obviously stop and shop would stop sponsoring the show if if we just didn't do it, but. What are you gonna do? Pat, you see the stop and shop look behind at this point because nobody wants to look behind on this team. (laughs) (laughs) I don't really know where I was going with that one. That's terrible. Yeah. Hmm. It's worth a shot. I mean, specifically because this podcast literally is us recapping every series. And <laughs> That's <looking behind>. true. <laughs> we didn't really talk about the Yankee series all that much, though. No. Thankfully. Mm. All right, carry on. Sorry. Uh, Pat, as a former big league pitcher, you ever hear of the, uh, the win reality, virtual reality thing? The I'm sure as you're a big TikTok guy. You've definitely seen the ads for it. The virtual reality goggles where they're like taking swings and seeing live pitches. Oh, yes, yes. I have seen t- yeah, it's for that. You're right. Yeah. So this is uh they sent me one. Okay. And I'm waiting for Jake. I think it's probably gonna be what, Wednesday of a week from today. Yeah, I think that's when we do it. Jake will be here a week from today. We're gonna set it up. I'm gonna I'm gonna try and like see some pitches. Do you think that if I use something like this, that I could train my eye to hit, call it D1 college pitching? Are they sponsoring this program? Yes. They are. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think so. (laughs) 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 I I can tell you this. This Mm -hmm. is what I'll tell you. Mm -hmm. All kidding aside. this is something that I know at the very least the back end of my career they were trying to, to implement in a, in a small way into 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 the clubhouse. Mm-hmm. Um, traditionally, the MLBPA does not like when we use any type of wearable technology. 
that can track how we're doing. So we they believe it's going to be used against us in contract negotiations. So I don't know how much it was implemented. I was on my way out of baseball at the time. But I can tell you that at the major league level and the minor league level, that this type of technology is certainly valued from those organizations. So at the, at the very least, uh, I don't know enough to tell you if, if this is going to make Jared a... Were you a D3 baseball player? Uh, yes. A D3 baseball player into a D1. But I can tell you uh, at the very least that big league organizations value this type of technology. So it must work. At the very least worth a shot. I mean, it probably works for big leaguers, but I want to see if it works for me. And today, we're going to talk to you about Win Reality, the VR baseball training application available on the MetaQuest 2 that gives players access to unlimited game speed reps no matter where they are. You can even use your own bat. We just heard how uh, Major League teams using it. I am going to give it a shot. I mean, how much like you, you t- pitchers talk to hitters to pick their brains to see how their their brains are wired and how they work. Um, tracking pitches, how much does that help? Like if for a hitter just to constantly be seeing pitches to track. Mm-hmm. I'm sh- I mean, you have to talk to hitters, but I-, I would imagine the more pitches you see, I mean. Historically speaking, you, when you talk to hitters, at least my expertise uh, is that guys like to work counts early on in the game. So they see pitches from these, these guys, a lot of them. And I can tell you from the pitcher's perspective, uh, when, as a starter, I wasn't a very successful one, but as a starter, um, I oftentimes try to show as little of my pitches as possible the first time through the lineup. So I had different things to go through. So long story short, I think tracking pitches is, is definitely helpful for hitters. Hmm. Well, the Win Reality Pitcher Library consists of 600 plus pitches from eight and under to pro, which is crazy. Like, I'm definitely going to be socking homers off of eight year olds. Uh, from the release, the spin to the speed, hitters get a chance to study every pitch, then hit in the real game. Win Reality gives players of all levels a variety of workouts that are focused on pitch recognition, timing, and decision making when reality is used by a majority of major league baseball teams including the NL MVP front runner Paul Goldschmidt of the St. Louis Cardinals it's also used by hundreds of colleges across the nation hitters love it coaches rave about it parents love what it has done for the players enjoyment of baseball and when reality isn't a game, it's a revolutionary tool that improves hitting in the real game of baseball. In season, off season, and in any weather, hitters can see increased confidence and improvement at the plate. When reality allows players to train anywhere, anytime against game speed pitches, their coaches and teammates can't replicate at practice. Train in here, improve their game out there. Players who train with win reality report 43% confidence at the plate. Players who train with win reality acquire skills seven times faster than traditional training methods. So here you go. Head to winreality.com slash Jared to sign up today. That is win, W-I-N, reality.com slash Jared to sign up today. 
I just want to see if I can fucking. I would never want to get in there to face like nasty pro shit because I'm afraid of getting hit by the ball. I just want to see if I can fucking do it. I bet, I, I bet you I could. I bet you I could. I bet you I could. Do you think I could? Jerry. Yes. Do you have a specific pitcher? Because you can pick like who you're going to face, right? You can kind of set it yeah. that way. I wonder if Pat's do you have in the someone. Database. Oh God. Who would be the pick? If you had to pick someone from modern today, past po- or pat or post Pat Light era. Hmm. Thank you, Tyler. I got you, Pat. I want to see if I could hit Nestor. Hmm. Slop. <laughs> I want to see what Garrett Cole looks like. It doesn't seem that hard. Every time he plays the Red Sox, it doesn't seem that fucking hard to hit home run against him. He sucks. Tristan Casas, Reese McGuire, Xander Bogarts. Yeah. Jared Carabas. Jared Carabas added to the list. Devers is his father, as we know. Yeah. I mean, imagine, imagine, imagine all the shit I would talk in real life if I got a hit off Garrett Cole in virtual reality. <laughs> I mean, I would... Put that in my Twitter bio. I'd be like, yeah, I hit a home run of Garrett Cole. It's not that fucking hard. Just instead, of just, instead of just tweeting home runs, that should be the stuff you start posting. You just taking dudes deep. Do you, think, do you think I can like record? I must be able to, right? Yeah. 100%. Do you know how to use this, Pete? I feel like this is right up your alley, you fucking geek. Um, if it's... If, yeah, I, I assume so. It's just a VR headset, right? Yeah. Yeah, I have one of those, too. It's... uh. Yeah, MetaQuest can, Two. Yeah, you can definitely like record. I'm gonna. I'm literally. I'm going to spend an entire day trying to hit a home run off Garrett Cole. An entire day, and I bet you I could do it. I bet you I could do it. Pat's nodding, but I don't think he believes. You don't. You don't think I could hit a home run off Garrett Cole? Uh, you might be able to. <laughs> anything is possible. Any anything is. Possible. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna stand in for about ten thousand pitches. I'm just gonna see it. And then Here's after the ten thousand, I'll start ripping hacks. Here's the thing. Yeah. If this virtual reality game is realistic. It's not a game. It's a tool. It's not a game, Pat. It's, tool. it's not a fucking game. My apologies. My apologies. If this virtual reality tool mm-hmm. is realistic, because mm-hmm. I have not used it, so uh, you know, they claim to be realistic. If it is realistic, um, you can take 40,000 swings. It's, you're not going to do it. Mm-hmm. Damn. Wow. So you don't believe in me at all. That's what you're saying. I well in this particular scenario, uh, no. I I have I have I, if I had to put money on this with DraftKings, whatever the line is against you is what I'm taking. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Listen, we we have a product here that is sponsoring the program that mm-hmm. claims to be very realistic. If <laughs> I think if you were to hit a home run off Garrett Cole, that would not be a good omen for the product. You think so? Mm-mm. <clears throat> How old do you know? Say that. Huh? 
How old are you now? 33. When's the last time you saw something over 90? Last summer. Against who? I don't know. Some D1 pitcher. How'd you do? It looked like it was 70-something. So my eye is crazy. Where's that D1 pitcher now? I don't know. Bad start. That's not a bad. I don't. <laughs> what do you want me to stalk him? Wait. I mean, did you hit a home run off him? No, I tracked it. You tracked. <laughs> you so you didn't swing. No. Uh, worst start. Uh, no, you don't. I mean, and this is more so not so much towards Garrett Cole. This is more so a omen of just how good our hitters are in Boston against him. Mm-hmm. He's you know. He's I'm probably better. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you brought age into it. Like I can't still sock Homer. I'm in my I'm in my physical prime right now. It, mm-hmm. I think the reality is you just look at someone like JD, who's only a couple of years older than you, Jared, and you know he can't even catch up to a fastball anymore. And he's that, JD Martinez. Yeah, but he has way more wear and tear. Yeah, but you are certainly not in baseball shape. I'm a I'm a more well rested guy. Yeah, but your workouts are not designed to be hitting baseballs. What are they designed for, Pat? <laughs> I would imagine to be as big as you possibly can be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who hit the most home runs in the '90s, Pat? The guys who are as big as they could possibly be. Still not even the biggest guy on this podcast, bitch. Damn. Nobody's laughing. <laughs> that, that was kind of sad. I hate that I find that funny. Hmm? I hate that like these these sounds I find funny. I like I'm getting a kick out of them and I I don't like it. Sorry. Sorry for being funny. Anyways, yeah. uh the stop and shop. Look ahead. Because everyone wants to know who the fuck are the Red Sox playing and who's pitching? Who's going to be on the mound? First of all, you got an off day on Thursday. I'll be at a Matt Barnes charity event. Uh, and then Friday, Michael Walker versus Jonathan Heasley. Is that right? Tyler? Yes. Yes. Rich Hill versus Brady Singer, and then Nick Pavetta versus Chrissy Boobies. That was a 135 start on ESPN Plus. What? That's got to be on Nesson, too. It's got to be available. Uh, Jonathan Heasley, not a real person. Three and eight, a 551 ERA, 157 whip, 6.3 strikeouts per nine. Uh, he sucks. Uh, he's made 17 starts this year. He's allowed a home run in 12 of them. Sucks. Five games with two home runs allowed. Sucks. He loves walking people. It's his favorite thing to do. He has multiple walks in 14 of his 17 starts. Three plus walks in five starts. This guy sucks. Uh, his last time out, the Tigers, the Tigers who suck, shelled him. Four innings, seven hits, seven earned runs. He did not strike out a batter. This guy sucks. He's allowed a slugging percentage over 470 on three of his five pitches. That sucks. Uh, he throws his four seam 47% of the time, and he allows a 585 slug against it. That is embarrassing, and it sucks. Uh, his stat cast ratings are all in the 17th percentile or worse. 
The Royals are five and twelve when he pitches. Uh, only Reese McGuire has faced him though, and he's one for two with a double. Brady Singer, not so bad. Eight and four, three twenty one ERA, a one fourteen WHIP, and an eight point eight strikeouts per nine. Uh, <clears throat> uh, he's dropped down his walks, which is nice. Had a slow start in the first half, but he's been unbelievable in the second half. The second half, well, he had a four. He had an ERA about four. In the first half. In the second half, 4-1, and one, a 2.29 ERA, and a 103 whip. Uh, he's pitched into the fifth inning in every single start this season. He has uh, a seven-inning, one-hit, 10-strikeout start against the Yankees earlier this year, which was nice. Um, the Royals are 10 or 14-10 and 10 when he starts, which is borderline impossible because they suck. Uh, okay. Big boobies, Chrissy boobies. He's 2-12 and 12 this year, which seems impossible, but he's accomplished it with a 5.55 ERA and a 166 whip with a 7.3 strikeouts per nine. He sucks. He allows 11 hits per nine and walks four batters per nine. That is 14. No, that is 15 base runners if he were to pitch a complete game. His 166 whip would be dead last for all qualified pitchers. Uh... He's allowed two home runs in, in three of his last four starts. Uh, second percentile in expected batting, eighth in expected slugging, second in expected ERA, sixth in chase rate. He throws his four seam 51% of the time, but hitters are hitting 362 off of his four seam. So it's just like, hey, I can't throw... I mean. I'm not missing any fucking bats with this thing. Let's make sure that we're throwing it at least half the time. That's boobies for you. That's that's boob life. The Royals are 8 and 17 when he pitches and have lost six straight games. <clears throat> All I'm saying is if the Red Sox don't take at least two out of three in this series, uh, I'm not gonna say I'm gonna stop watching. I'm not, clearly. But something has to happen. Some punishment has to be levied if the Red Sox don't take at least two out of three in this series. And I will even acknowledge uh, that the middle game is going to be tough. Like Singer has been good in the second half. Uh, but if you don't beat these other two slapdicks on, on the bookends of the series, we're going to have problems. We're going to have pride problems because that's what we're playing for right now is pride. Uh, so I'm going I'm to go two, uh, I'm gonna go two out of three. Um, Peter? I'm going to say, uh, I'm going to say Red Sox sweep. Wow. Just because go with the opposite of whatever you think is going to happen. Because this team is so unpredictable. Red Sox sweep. Red Sox sweep for Pete. Patrick? Uh, Two out of three. Two out of three. Yeah. And no rhyme or reason this team is... Who the fuck knows what this team's going to do? Tyler? I will also go two out of three. Trevor Story should be back uh, starting on Friday. I think he's kind of uh, the piece that makes it all come together, at least for them to be not a completely garbage baseball team. And Tristan Koss is absolutely dicking down Garrett Cole. I think we're going to see him start to get hot. So give me two out of three. Two out of three? Jake, what do you got here? I think they'll sweep, and if they don't, I'm going to be pissed. 
Ugh. All right. I mean, we're all feeling confident. Coming off a terrible showing against the New York Yankees, who are not a good baseball team, by the way. They're just not good. Not a good team. That's a team that you should have taken two out of two against, and you didn't. Especially with Garrett Cole pitching. <coughs> God bless you, Peter. Thank you. Um, Jake's takes? Uh, I wanted to take this time to remind you to tell your story of the new profile picture. Oh, oh yeah. Oh. Yeah, what the fuck? What the fuck, man? All right, so I, I, I wanted to change my Twitter picture. Um, because, uh, I feel like most, if not all of my pictures that I take, I have sunglasses on almost all of it. You'd be very hard pressed to find a picture of me these days without wearing sunglasses. Um, so I was like, all right, I'm not wearing sunglasses in the, like this video shoot that i did cool so i take a picture from it and what was it friday night no uh monday night because i went to see barbarian did you see that yet pete i have not no did you have any interest in it barbarian yeah i don't even know what that is yeah neither did i when i went to go see it even when you see the trailer it's still not what you think it is it's crazy okay. it's crazy it's horror but it's got Justin Long in it from Jeepers Creepers. Okay. Looks like it's got Bill Skarsgård as well. Yeah. Okay. You go into it being like, oh, I, this, I, could, I could see what this might be. And then it's like, Also, Wait, Justin not- Long from Jeepers Creepers is a wild frame of reference. Why? Most it, people would go in a more famous ball, movie, I believe. Yeah, he was in Dodgeball. Yeah, okay, whatever. He's more, Jeepers <laughs> Creepers was his, was his breakout. Anyway, so I changed my picture. And then, like, I come out of Barbarian, and the internet is melting down over my fucking picture. It, like, I got, I, I mean, listen, I'm a man of Christ. Jake, you know this. Uh, I got a lot of fucking DMs from girls being like, damn, like, that, that new picture, you're looking, you're going pretty fucking good in that new picture. And I was like, oh, I was like, I didn't even pick it. I didn't pick it for that. I didn't pick it because it was like a thirst trap. I used to, I can't win because when I post a picture and you can see my tattoos, then people are like, oh, you're fucking thirst trapping. You're fucking, you're putting a picture out there because you want all the girls to see your tattoos. So then I took a picture where it was just like a, from like my neck up. It was like a, like a headshot. And then all the same people were like, oh, you just fucking, you look like a fucking weirdo. It's a weird ass picture. I was like, dude, it's just my face. It's just my face. Like, all right. It's fucking weird though. It's a fucking weird picture. Dude, it's literally my fucking face. That's it. That's it. But then I was putting two and two together and I was like, oh. Like girls are saying that they like this picture. The only people that are saying they don't like this picture are dudes that don't have their own picture as their profile picture. They're all just anonymous dudes. And I was like, all right, if 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 girls like the picture and anonymous dudes are mad about this picture, that's a good fucking picture. So I kept it. Pat, I, what, what, what's your take on this? I've got a take. I'll go after Pat, though. Okay. I, I, I also have a take. <laughs> okay uh i think it's a fine picture i think people are uh gonna be call you stupid because one that's just that's your brand on on twitter and two it's a professional picture which is going to get some people going 
But here's the uh, thing, Pat. It's not. It's a screenshot from a video. That's the that's yeah. a screenshot from my announcement video that I was going to DraftKings. It's not even a picture. Yeah. It's a fucking screenshot of a video. Okay, let me a mid sentence in that picture. It looks like a professional picture. Yeah. Uh, so you're gonna get some hate on that, but listen, fuck them. You know, I'll tell you. All right, you you look great. I did a soft launch. I changed it to my I changed it to my profile picture on Instagram first, and then when I started getting the hey, I'm pretty fucking good in the picture, I was like, all right, I guess I gotta I guess I gotta move it to Twitter. And then when I moved it to Twitter, that's when it became a problem. Yeah. Then I got all these people being like. This is your fucking high school photo. Like, no, it's not even a photo, dude. They just, you know what? They, uh, they're like, yo, my girlfriend's on this app, bro. Like, I can't, I can't be having you put out a hot fire flame picture like this and have it be your profile picture. It's not just like a picture that you tweet once. That, that's the picture that comes up every single time that you tweet and you tweet a lot. So now I feel threatened. And, and to be honest, dude, I get it because it is, it is a great picture. It is a great picture. And you're not, no one, read my lips, Pat. No one is going to bully me into changing that picture. I'm keeping that picture until the day I fucking die. When I die, I want everyone to be like, fuck, man, there's that picture again. I want that picture to be in a frame in front of my casket where I, I, want, I want girls that come to my funeral to be like, I, I was sad, but now I'm kind of like, now I'm kind of turned on. <laughs> I, I saw that picture in, uh, in the frame and now I'm kind of turned on. That's what I, that's what I want. So Ob- obituary photo. Yeah. I want that to be my, my obituary photo. Like when on Nesson or at Fenway, when they do a huge pregame ceremony <laughs> after I die, I want that to be the picture that's on the video board. And then I, like, you're just going to, instead of, you're going to hear a lot of people sobbing and, and screaming. But then when they put that picture up, you're just going to hear a gasp. And then the whole stadium is going to go silent. Gonna, <gasps> and then there's going to be a standing ovation. And people are going to be going nuts. People are going to be going nuts. And they're going to, and then they'll take the, you know, the picture down and then they'll ask for a moment of silence. <laughs> it's going to be fucking bonkers. All because of this one picture. I don't know. I think it's a nice picture. I will say this. My mom. My mom never reached out and said that she liked the picture or anything. So I don't know. Um, that's why I was kind of confused. It's a nice picture. Thank you, Pete. I, I do want to say, <clears throat> like 90% of the time, when people like complain about thirst traps, it's jealousy. Oh, yeah. And yeah. Th- they are like, dudes with no profile pictures. That means, right. like, hey, I'm so fucking ugly that I can't even show my own face. So I'm mad at this guy's face because he's showing it and that's a damn good face. And like, if we're being honest, like 95% of all human behavior is quote unquote thirst traps. Yeah. What do you want to look fucking naked or uh, <laughs> ugly? Naked. naked. What do you, you fucking want to <laughs> look naked? <laughs> what do you what do you, you want to look ugly in the fucking pictures that you post? Right. Everybody wants to look good in the pictures that they post. And if somebody has a good picture of themselves. They usually make that their profile picture. Nobody's like, ooh, I look like shit in this, this picture. I'm going to make it my fucking profile picture on every social media platform. Yeah. So, like, complaining about, ooh, you're trying to thirst trap? No. 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 Like, you this is my face. That you the only f- face I got. 
You, you want me to a make a funny you face? Look, do you think that you like good? You look good in. Good yeah. for you. I'm like, happy for you. Uh, you took a good picture. Fuck yeah. I don't take many good pictures. I mean, I I, I want to prop up guys that like comment on their guy friends put photos and they're like, "Damn, what a cutie." Yeah. You look good here. Yeah. Why not? Handsome. Yeah. King. You look hot. You drop this. Crown emoji. Bro, you look sexy as fuck. Yeah. Wood. <laughs> last, last time I posted, I did a photo shoot at DraftKings. I posted the picture as the top comment. Molly Walsh. Were these the best shots? <laughs> <laughs> See, that's funny. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's pretty funny. Yeah. My, my, all my DMs with Molly are just us being very mean to each other. <laughs> like, were these the best shots? Yeah. Like, it's literally just us responding to each other's stories. <laughs> like, I post a picture and she said, you look like you have monkey pox. <laughs> and then she posts a picture and, and I said, she was wearing like a green workout thing. And I said, sick Kermit the Frog costume. And then in parentheses, I said, you look like an idiot. Yeah, you posted your uh, DraftKings uh, glamour shots and I commented, great, now I'm horny. Yeah, see, that's you gotta prop up your boys. You gotta prop yeah. up your boys. Yeah, I, I'm I'm fully on that train. And then there's also like there's a little trick. It's not even like I didn't even do this on purpose, but like my arms look fucking shiny, like I'm wearing fucking body oil because we were doing a Nesson shoot directly after that, and I put sunscreen, like the spray on sunscreen, on my arms, so it just looks like I'm lubed up in baby oil for that shoot yeah it, the, the tat like it, the tattoos look fake they look like superimposed yeah yeah well they're real and so is uh so are the red sox chances of making the playoffs still is it still one zero point one no it's zero zero Fangrass is the only one that has it at zero zero still okay so there's still a chance there's a path um all right thanks for listening Enjoy your off day tomorrow. Enjoy your weekend of baseball against the red hot Kansas City Royals. Um, Patrick, thanks for joining us. I'm excited to see you soon. Um, and Peter, if you uh, if you go see that movie, let me know. Well, I might go to Fenway this weekend. All right, let me know if you go to Fenway. You can do that too. Tyler, Tyler when's the last time you've been to Fenway? Oh. Oof. Uh, about a month ago. I went with uh, my boy Puff. My boy Puff uh, ran to a couple friends from high school. Daddy? Yeah. No, 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 no. Not a different Puff. My my friend Puff from Brockton. Uh, Childhood best friend. Puff from Brockton. We all know him. Dude, he's a big fucking deal. You should know him. Yeah, I know. That's what I just said. We all know him. Please and thank you. Yeah. That was uh, who tweeted you the picture. Or one of the yeah. guys I was with. That yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Puff. I'd be out there. Mm-hmm. All right. Enjoy your weekend. Uh, go Red Sox, I guess. And we'll see you on Monday. Buenas noches, amigos.